Yeah, I really don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep in mind that any and all statements made during this podcast are not a reflection of our family or our employers. None of the views expressed are endorsed by our employers as well. This podcast may contain strong language, atypical thoughts, and just plain craziness. Be advised that critical thinking may be a side effect of listening to this podcast. Welcome to the conversation, Kershaw County. Uh, we have more big news. We are available on pretty much every podcast site that you can think of. Everything except iTunes. Everything but iTunes. And who knows? Um, might get there, too. Podcast Addict is my favorite. I, I recommend that one. It's a good one. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM. The response has been pretty crazy, Mike. <laughs> has it? Uh, the amount of listens that we've had is surprising to me. It is. And I'm a little nervous. Close to 100 <laughs> in, uh, in 48 hours. In 48 hours. So um, hopefully the numbers will keep growing and maybe we'll get a sponsor for the show. We can get a cool new studio. That'd be great. We're coming to you from undisclosed location in the heart of Kershaw County. We have a special guest. April Walk is with us. And I apologize. I said your name wrong. That's the first podcast. Oh, on the first one? Yeah, it was Watch, but now it's... Everybody does that, so Yeah, okay. I would assume so. My husband told him he owned the, t- the TV show when he was in high school, like the TV station. Oh, WAC. When he, would pick, when he would pick girls up or try to pick them up, he would tell them that his dad owned the, the television station. Oh, nice. Look at my last name. Yeah, that's obvious. I guarantee it worked, too. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you guys to join the Vote Matt Facebook page. Continue the conversation after you hear the show. If you have any questions, criticism... Uh, any pointers for us and things you want to see in the future, just post it on the vote map page. Um, I've been getting a lot of direct messages, which is cool. Um, but working two jobs, raising two boys, chasing my chickens around the yard and drinking whiskey keeps me pretty busy. Um, I also have a very beautiful girlfriend that I have to tend to. So um, if you get on the Facebook page, I can see all the questions in one spot and then we can get to them on the next show. Like I said, April Walker is here. There's going to be an election, Republican primary election on June 9th. I still have not found much information on the county website about it. So is there anything you could tell us? So absentee voting is open right now. Okay. You can go to Rhyme Arena okay. Monday through Friday and vote by absentee. Okay. And then, of course, the election is June 9th, as you said. So all the polling places will be open around Kershaw County? Yes. And it's just a Republican primary? It is only Republican primary. All the way up through senators? Yes. Like we talked before, hopefully Lindsey Graham will get gone this time around. New news from Lindsey Graham is that he was pushing the uh, to give FBI power to, without a warrant, look at your internet browsing history, which it passed. So now without the F- a warrant. Without a warrant, the FBI can just look at your internet browsing history. Now, this is just in the state, or this is... This is nationwide. National? Nationwide. So not only do we have the Patriot Act that he's um, a pretty key member in, in passing the, the Patriot Act, which allowed surveillance on American citizens with uh, warrantless wiretaps and stuff like that. Uh, so now they're going even further, saying the FBI can look at your browser history. Uh, I would imagine next thing down the line is going to be phones. Luckily, we have some good judges that said um, the FBI and the police departments can't even look at your lock screen now, that that is a violation. Well, yeah, because, I mean, most of the time I just use my phone to look at anything. Right. 
It's not like I go on my computer every time I want to look something up. No, you probably get more to, from my web browser on my phone. How they do would. it is they go to Google, and Google gives them the information. So it doesn't um, matter which platform you're on, yeah. whether it's your phone or your... And every, Google approved that. Google, yeah. Google, or I guess they didn't have a Google works hand-in-hand hand with the United States government. They're, what do they call it, hand-in-glove. Yeah. Um, and AT&T, Sprint, all the major communications companies, um, They you see those brick buildings with AT&T on the side and no windows. Those are switching switch hubs where the phones get transferred from one switch to the next, where it used to be the lady would sit there and plug your wire in. and um, So in every one of those buildings, there's a server room set aside for the U.S. government. Every single text message and phone call that you make or any sort of transaction you make on your phone, any search you do, will go through that and straight to the NSA. I knew that Apple, like, they had that place in North Carolina where they kept, mm-hmm. like, what you asked Siri and, oh, yeah. and different yeah. things. Uh-huh. They just built a massive complex the NSA did in Utah. Um, I don't even know how many acres. They diverted a river to run through it so they could cool their servers to store all of the data that they're collecting from Americans. Without we've, got, uh, we've got a pretty massive data center down in uh, Goose Creek, too. Yeah. That's a Google One, and that thing is giant. Yeah, so it's really creepy. <laughs> and who you vote for in these primary elections will have a direct effect on your security in the future. I promise you that. Um, I know we've talked before about the president not having much impact on your daily lives, but your senator definitely can. Um, so hopefully we can get some good state reps in there. And speaking of which, I don't know if he's good or not. I've, I've only talked with the guy a few times, but Victor Dabney, I would love to have him on the show. I think he said that he would like to come in and talk. I think he would do it. Yeah. Um, he's super nice. Now, what's his story? He, he? Victor Dabney he is... He was a helicopter mm-hmm. pilot yep. in the military. He started out flying uh, Cobra attack helicopters, then Apaches, and then he became an instructor with the Guard. What's his um, position? But he's going to be like, running for. He's running against Laurie Slade Funderburg. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got the nomination already because there's no other Republican running against him. But he's got a big fight against Laurie Slade Funderburg. April, you're also doing a meet and greet June 6th. That's correct. At 11 a.m. It's going to be a brunch at Beaver Creek Restaurant. That's correct. Cool. That should be fun. What are y'all serving? I'm excited. Actually, they're going to do like a breakfast burrito type thing. They'll have a cash bar if you mm-hmm. drink, and then water and tea and the typical kind of thing. So cash we're going to do like a brunch. brunch. Mm-hmm. So some mimosas. Mimosas. Any whiskey? I'm sure. I don't know if I drink whiskey that early. Maybe a beer. <laughs> mimosas, though. Yeah, those are good. I do like mimosas. We make them at home yeah. on Sundays normally. Nice. All right. It's time for the farm report. Yeah. Mike, you got any big news coming from the homestead? Nothing much. Uh, a little, little baby bird the kids uh, found. Looks cool. like it fell out of a uh, tree. Mm. Pretty high up, too, from where the nest was. Let them bring it inside. Figured it was going to not make it through the night, but uh, had to do my due diligence. Started feeding it. Put it under the heat lamp. What would you feed it? Oh, it's delicious. looks great. It's uh, crushed up mealworms, yeah. a little oh. bit of cat food, and, uh, and an egg. And then just drop her <laughs> bottle right down its gullet. And it loves it. So Okay, cool. From uh, as of uh, 5 p.m., it's still kicking. So. Well, that's good. I found a cardinal. I have a family of cardinals that nest outside my house. And a cardinal is really? my favorite bird. Mine too. Because um, it says it's a loved one that's passed coming to see you. Oh. Uh, well, I'm from St. Louis. So my favorite baseball it's team is the Cardinals. Cardinals, yes. And um, 
one the, the mama got ran over in the driveway and so the dad was fighting off another male that was coming to try to take over the nest so i saved the egg there was one egg in the nest and i tried to incubate it and it didn't work out didn't make it that yeah, was pretty sad but we'll get another family in there next i'm sure some of them i'll tell you what this one's sitting in right now we had some uh carolina wrens made a, a nest up on our porch in a, in a box of nails yeah, and then they don't care. <laughs> they never came back. They laid their eggs, and they just never came back. Oh. So I pulled out the eggs that have been sitting there for weeks, and they're they're toast. They're yeah, not happening there. And then put the new little mockingbird in there, and he's doing great. Mm, mockingbird, huh? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, it's not the first time. I had possums <laughs> when I was a kid. Nice. Um, yeah. There was one president that was given a possum. Was it a possum? As a mm-hmm. gift, and they put it on a leash. Probably Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt had like a something. bear, didn't he? Like, the, well, he the wife kept it because you know it was a possum because they liked to keep whatever was sent mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. and they thought it was going to be a turkey when they opened it because a family from the south sent mm-hmm. them. It was a possum, <laughs> and they wanted them to try it for their meal and even send them the, the recipe how to make it. Oh my god! But they kept it as a pet. <laughs> no, no, you'd be surprised. If you do it like pulled pork, mm. awesome. It's, it's right? not terrible. It's not terrible. Man, they're just so beneficial to have around them. I just don't know that I'd be eating one. Yeah, they're not as bad as you'd think. If, huh. if you don't know what you're eating, it, yeah. it's all right. I've eaten a beaver before. Beaver's good. Beaver uh, tail. It was very Real good. good. It was like a pot roast, like really super rich. Yeah, like, really good pot mm, roast. I think the craziest is like gator tail of things that I've yeah. tried. Did a, uh, a seagull once. Now, oh. when... Yeah, that was gross. So that, was, that was that tasted about how you'd imagine it would. When <laughs> the retreat was opened, my husband used to like to go. They'd have like bison mm-hmm. one night. Oh, yeah, that's good. They had ostrich. Mm-hmm. So now I thought it was going to come out looking like burp. No, like chicken like breast or chicken something. Chicken or something. Yeah. It looked like steak. Oh, yeah. It's like roast beef. He said mm-hmm. it was the best thing ever. They're good. Very lean. Yeah. Um, elk is the best. They have elk meat. stew there yeah. too. I mean, it's closed now, but they did have elk stew. I think elk's the best red meat I've ever eaten. It's it's way up there. Um, and bison chili. Yeah, that's pretty good. It just doesn't have a lot of fat in it. I so hate that so. place closed. Where was this? The retreat. I don't know. No. Where's that? On Lake Watery. Okay. Oh. By Carnal Creek. So if you get elected, you're going to reopen it, right? You're going to reopen it. I wanted to reopen it. I wanted to reopen it. My father was like, "Yeah, and what? And what time are you going to run that? Mm-hmm. All your time, right?" <laughs> I was like, "Maybe you could do that, Dad." Yeah. So all your free time. Speaking of all your free time, let's talk about what you do for a living now, and what you're trying to do. Okay. Not as a living, but as your extracurricular activity. All right. I guess not a hobby though, but it's something you feel passionate about. I feel passionate about it. So okay. right now, and uh-huh. for the last 19 years, I've been an emergency room nurse. Okay. For the past nine, I have been the director over the emergency department at Kershaw Health. Mm-hmm. In my career, there we I've been members of the Emergency Nurses Association, and every state has their own chapter. And in this state, I was the government affairs rep. That's really how I got my first tick into mm-hmm. politics. So you get to go to Washington. Typically, yeah. it was like in March, you go up there. They call it Day on the Hill. Emergency room nurses can go up there and talk about issues that they're passionate about to their senators and House mm-hmm. representatives. 
So I'm really excited the first time I get to go, right? Because I'm like, oh, I can go up there. I can talk mm-hmm. about the opioid epidemic, and I can talk about mental health and the ER. Mm-hmm. Well, our first day there, we go into a meeting before we go meet with our senators and congressmen, and they hand me a sheet and say, okay, this is what you're going to talk to them about. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I came to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wanted to talk about, so, yeah, we had the sheet. Yeah. I talked about what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that that really stinks that they try to direct what you can say. Yeah, it's what they want to put out there through their, their publicist. Of, right. I care about this. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work for me. Mm. So, fast forward, we had a pediatric emergency conference in Columbia. And at this conference, they had someone from the NFL come and speak. And they actually came to speak about concussion laws. Mm-hmm. And on this, they play a video, which I still have to this day, where like a six, seven-year-old boy is playing Little League football. And you see when he gets hit and when he gets up. And then when he goes back to play and at the end of the game when he collapses. Yeah. Fast forward now, he's... 20-something years old, and his dad has to tie his shoes, and he yeah. lives at home and stuff. And they're like, well, you know, if we had a concussion law. So then they put up a big map on the screen, and they're like, well, South Carolina is only one of three states that doesn't have a concussion law. Yeah, we're always last. And I was like, well, we're going to change that. So, I mean, like, I'm on the phone after this president. I was like, I'm just telling you, this is what we're going to do. Mm. As as a state, we're going to push for this. ER nurses, you mean. Right. Push. Mm. So... I get with the Brain Injury Association. They're off of Broad River Road. They have an mm-hmm. office. And they've already started putting together legislation for this concussion law. So mm-hmm. at that point, you get to go into what they call Senate subcommittee meetings. And right. laws are presented on different things. And they hear it, and then they decide if it passes. So that was kind of the first time I really got to see, like, the inner workings of, of how government worked. How many that. showers a day did you have to take after going through that? So, like, <laughs> the first time I went, I was like, okay, so you look, and you're like, all these people are sitting there. They're coming to speak about different things. And you see people get up and go talk to, to one of them, and they'll leave the room and come back. And I'm like, what are, what are they doing? So the law passed. That's good. Okay. So that that was huge, and I was very proud. But then I was like, well, now what are we going to do? So then I decided to tackle CPR in schools because people were, athletes were dying. Maybe Mm -hmm. in rural areas, they don't have EMS at every sporting event. So I went to speak at a Senate subcommittee on that meeting. I know Lugolf Elgin High School has uh, the fire department goes up to the football games sometimes. And do they have EMS out there? They do. What about Camden High School? They have EMS as well. They have EMS. Now, when I first started working in this county, mm-hmm. it wasn't that EMS wasn't there. Like, I mean, I think if they get a call, I don't want to really speak for them, but they'd have to leave. So for two years, when I oh, first started working I here, so I would go to the Lugolf Elgin high school football games, uh-huh. every home high school football game, and stand on the sideline with a medic bag. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm very anti-football for youth. I think um, my son has been begging me to play for years, and I never let him. The coaches, he's a big boy. The coaches pester him all the time to the point where I had to tell the coach, stop talking to my son about playing football. It's not going to happen. I think now, especially the way, because there is so much thought and pressure because of the concussion injuries and because of the C. TE, which is right. what pro football players, they right. say that they get. Now, I'll just tell you this. This is kind of a sidebar off the thing. So 
my husband's a veteran. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 22 vets a day typically on average commit suicide. And so I got to thinking, I was like, he'd had a couple friends that had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just don't understand. So we were riding in the car and I was like, I think y'all have CTE. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, seriously, like, think about it. Like he was head of a mortar. Mm -hmm. So you have those explosions. Absolutely. You've had to have concussions. So I email, I track down the guy that the movies made about that discovered CT and I send him an email. Uh He emails me back. That's awesome. They're doing a study on veterans now. Yeah. And said that they had kind of thought the same thing. I know that's kind of sidebar, but that really, I was like, yeah, it's um, for him to respond back. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's really good. So you have people's ears to make things happen. Well, I I like I'm always going and constantly thinking of what we can do better. But now, you know, back to the sports. And Mm -hmm. I think with the helmets and now there's sensors in them that can tell if they have concussions and and different kind of things. High schools have those? You can purchase those. Mm hmm. Hmm. I know that, uh, you know, it wasn't only CT inju- head injuries I was worried about my son. It was orthopedic injuries uh-huh. and dehydration, heat injuries. You know, I think there's every year in this state we see kids dying on these practice of, of fields water. because but, you they're know, dehydrated or they're overhydrated. That's a big one. There and they too. flush their electrolytes out and so, they get rhabdo. When I spoke about the CPR bill, there was a woman sitting next to me. And so you just get to talking to people. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, what are you here for? And I said, well, I'm speaking because I want CPR in schools. And I said, well, what are you speaking about? And she goes, well, I'm here because I want to make it a law that an EKG has to be done on any athlete before they're allowed to play sports. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, tell me why you want that. She was like, well, she was from the Hartsville area. And at that time, the football player had yeah. recently passed mm-hmm. and they didn't have EMS there. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, an EKG is really only going to show you like if you've had a heart episode in the past right. or if there's one happening right now. Typically, when you have these episodes, it, it mm-hmm. is kind of like you said, like dehydration or something. Or sometimes they have congenital heart defects. Sure. You would need to do an echo for that. So an EKG really wasn't going to help you. So yeah. it was that point I was like. Do people like not do research before they come to present stuff or how does this work? So then I started looking into it more. Mm-hmm. Then I went to speak at county council here this past year. It's been less than a year regarding the medical helicopter. Okay. I mean, it's about. About the LifeNet? Right. Okay. It's about $26,000 if LifeNet picks you up yes. and, and has to take you. Right. So we would have. Citizens come in that could be having a heart attack or a stroke, and they need to go to a facility that mm-hmm. can provide them a higher level of care. And after a couple people said they didn't want to be flown, that they would rather me just let them. Basically, you could die yeah. because they could lose their house or what their is car it like a or whatever. Minute drive to Richland yeah. to the nearest trauma center. And you know, I mean, time is brain. If you watch any kind of TV, and time is heart muscle, and, heart muscle. and you know. So I called LifeNet and had them come to the hospital and met with them. And I was like, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. How can we fix this problem? So they come back and they're like, all right, we sat down and we calculated how many flights were in Kershaw County the previous year, which ones were county residents, Mm -hmm. took that number and presented to council that for $32,000. Flat. 
flat. No increase, no decrease, would not increase taxes. Mm-hmm. No Kershaw County resident would ever get a medical helicopter bill. It'd be covered for. Now, one statement was, well, nobody else does this. Well, who cares? Maybe nobody else called and Why said, come meet with these people. How much did that damn park that's sitting underwater right now cost? <laughs> I think about a million dollars. God damn. So, How many helicopter flights is that? They, that's insane. They would not even bring it to a vote. The majority would not bring it to a vote. Mm-hmm. I was only really Who backed. The majority? Probably Ben Connell. Jimmy Jones is the only person that agreed that. Jimmy Jones is the only one that agreed? That we should okay. um, look at it. So, I mean, they asked for more research or, or different things like that, but. I left that meeting, and it was so funny because, like, Dr. Holmstrom had come, my boss had come, mm-hmm. Stacy Collier, my husband, my brother were there because I'm like, I'm a big girl. I'm going to speak at this meeting, and I've got this great idea, and it's going to mm-hmm. save lives and people money. And the way that it was set up is the $32,000, if we didn't have that many flights, would roll over next year, so it was less money that you would That's put amazing. in. If it was over 32000 it capped at thirty two, and they wouldn't charge the county anymore. That's unbelievable. So LifeNet is basically... Probably losing a good chunk they of money. They would have, but they're right here in Camden. They're very community-based. They're awesome. And I have exactly. a, I have the plan with them where if anywhere I am, if mm-hmm. I get in a wreck or, or my mm-hmm. children are in a wreck, I will fly and it's covered and it's like, I don't know what I pay. Because like. I think certain companies will give you that, but not all companies give you. Like, I don't have that option. I can't sign up to get that. But the county could cover it for, for everybody. And it just, it was That's just like, so we left the meeting. I was like, I'm telling you right now, I'm running for county council. And that is, here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jimmy Jones being the only voice that sounds so familiar, the only voice with any sort of reason on the county council. And he just gets hushed. Like, oh, let's go to executive session. We'll go back in this back room. All the minions are going to get in line, so and they come I back really out. I really do not like that. Like, I yeah, I think if you're going to have a conversation, I understand, like, sometimes there are things with attorneys that have to be done in executive session. But if it's a decision that's being made about the county right. or the way something's going to be or the way something's going to vote, that needs to be in the public. What's it the point of having a be... damn council meeting? Right. What's the point? Just do right. everything behind closed door and, and make decisions right. willy-nilly based on whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm That's not going to say it. Ridiculous. There's no way anybody's going to 100% agree with every person. Sure. So there's going to be a decision I make that somebody may not like. I'm like, let's talk about it. But I don't have to do it behind a closed door. So let's say you win the seat. Would mm-hmm. you make a motion to end executive sessions? At least is that allowed? Way. At for, least. I mean, for anything is that allowed? Not, for anything that's not um, sensitive or legal? Uh, like, right. Uh, legal or anything. Legal counsel? I, yeah. I Why mean, not? I don't, and I guarantee you, Jimmy Jones would. Yeah, this is absolutely ridiculous. That that I, it's maddening trying to watch a county council, county council meeting on YouTube, and every five minutes the meeting stops because Julian Burns wants to rally his troops behind closed doors and probably crack the whip on them and get them, tell them to get in line. It's asinine. It's it's really maddening. And that we're not having public debates about this. That's really why I started the whole vote mat movement. Like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to. I told you I'd vote for you. <laughs> I think that's how we started talking. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to make the Camdenites use their own exit because I can. I'm the mayor of Lugoff. There you go. <laughs> Period. And it, it was just ridiculous trolling it. And then it kind of morphed. But now it's like, it's it's about, let's have this talk. We can't have the talk in county council, right? So where else can we have this conversation? We should have it on Facebook. And now we try to have it on Facebook. And the county county council members, uh, I think Ben Connell's He's pretty good about answering people, um, and Jimmy Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't get anybody else to even openly talk. Well, Frank Morgan talks, uh, he talks but he's a lot. not he's not in charge of anything. Bless you, Frank. You talk a lot. <laughs> he's not he's not the superintendent anymore, is he? No, he's not. So he's just a private citizen who's talking shit, <laughs> right? I I think with his role, we'll get into him here a little. That bit. Let's, let's he he wants to focus on education. Okay, well we're going to get into that. Okay, which there's plenty that needs to be focused on. Yeah, with education. <laughs> sure, here. sure. Um, so you grew up in the area here? I did not. Okay, where are you from? So you ain't from around here. I'm not from around here. No. Good. Good. So I was born in Florida. Uh-huh. My father was a businessman. He actually owned a business on the farmers market. Uh-huh. Okay. So when I was probably in the fifth grade, mm-hmm. we moved to Columbia. So I grew up in the West Columbia area. Okay. Now my husband is from Lugoff and went mm-hmm. to Lugoff Elgin High School. Okay. So he was in the military, got shot, came back here. We met, and now mm-hmm. we live. Okay. In Kershaw County. Uh-huh. Cool. I think we got sidetracked on our farmers yeah, report. I don't know, I didn't I'll tell you sleep. what. Let's, rever- <laughs> let's revisit the farmers report at the end because I have some chicken news All that right. I need to get out there. But we're gonna we're gonna table that for now. We'll come back to it. Let's uh, let's take a little break yeah. and uh, we'll get back at it. All right. All right. So you're not from around here. You're from Florida. Which is it? Is Florida a southern state? What do you think? I think it's the most southern state. Well, geographically, it you, is. There you go. Florida's but once you get now. past the the panhandle, it's a totally different country down there. Right? Uh, uh, I guess, yeah, probably. What about my? Is Miami southern? No. <laughs> no, Miami. But you can't so just look at one city. Uh huh. What about um, Cape Canaveral? I've never been. That's pretty is far that north. bad? And I want to go. Like, I want to take awesome. my father-in-law because so he cool. is all into, like, space launch and <laughs> stuff. So, like, we were pinned to the TV ready yeah. for SpaceX yeah. to launch yeah. the other day, and then they scrubbed it. Saturday. It's going to happen. I was like, first, I didn't know how they were going to do it because the weather was so bad anyway. Right. Yeah. But I was like, well, they're saying they're a go at 433. Yeah. I think Cape Canaveral is probably, there's probably nobody who was born in Florida lives in Cape Canaveral. It's all people from other parts of the country that work for NASA really? or SpaceX. But it's an so awesome city. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Space Center is amazing. It's it's one of the most moving experiences of my life. Uh-huh. Because I'm, I'm a space nerd. And uh, so my husband and father-in-law love it. It's uh, unbelievable. Now, I'm, I'm fascinated. But I would love to take him one day a, to a see a launch. Real Saturn V rocket so that you can walk up on when a space I shuttle lived there. in Florida... Mm-hmm. I was in school when the Challenger oh, okay. exploded. I was in elementary school. And we were actually able to walk outside and see. And I'll never oh, forget oh, that day. Man. Yeah, that was, I don't know, how. when did that happen? 1984? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was five. But I, um, we watched it in school. Mm-hmm. Um, we were watching it, too. Um, but I think it was later on, like after it, it might have been on the anniversary. I think, like, our teacher was showing uh-huh. us what had happened at the anniversary of that. And, um 
Yeah, I remember when the... Uh, well, it was a teacher on board, so right. I think all the classrooms around the nation right. were watching it that day. Yeah. It was so uh, before my time. Yeah. <laughs> Are you calling us old? <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm not old yet. Uh, so you're from Florida, and what, what drew you to nursing? This is always fascinates me because I know a lot of nurses um, because I was single for a while, and there's a lot of single nurses. <laughs> <laughs> and we can get into that if there you want to. No, but, let's uh, just skip right over that. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother and I are 12 years apart. Okay. He's older. No, I'm just kidding. People always ask him that, and it burns him up. He's younger. And when he was born, he was in and out of the hospital all the time. Mm-hmm. He would eat something and projectile vomit. They couldn't figure out what was going on. He would aspirate. And one time I remember him sticking his little foot. The nurse was putting the IV in and I thought, I want to do this one day. Like, I want to help people like this one yeah. day. Now, come to find out, he had food allergies, but oh. it really wasn't diagnosed back then. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. And peanut oil was like one of his main like peanuts were his main allergies. So like oh. you'd go to the mall yeah. and this great steak and fry company. Well, now you see it on their oh, sign. Peanut oil. Peanut oil. But yeah. when he's four or five years old, what do you want? I want fries. Mm-hmm. You get him some fries, put them down, and then you couldn't figure out why he was throwing up. Oh, okay. So I decided I wanted to be a nurse. And then through nursing school, I couldn't really decide what path I wanted to take with where'd, it. Where'd you go to school? I went to mm-hmm. Mellon's Tech originally. Mellon's Tech? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, school. and then I did my bachelor's degree online. I heard the Midlands Tech has, like, the best nursing program in South Carolina. It's good. It's tough. It's really Anybody tough that to goes to nursing and, school, I'm going to tell you, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, when I did that, I realized I wanted to do ER because mm-hmm. I just couldn't work on the floor. Yeah. You and, didn't want to do sponge baths? and. Well, it's not even like that. Like, <laughs> I get attached to people. Yeah. I think I could do, tough. like, ICU or mm. something. But even then, like, these people's family coming in. Well, not yeah. now with COVID, but families. And you and yeah. you have them. And even frequent, what we call frequent flyers coming mm-hmm. in the ER. I mean, you get to know those people and stuff. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to work three days and the next night yeah. come in and be like, oh, well, Miss So-and-so died today out of the yeah. blue. I have a very good friend who does obstetrics. Mm-hmm. And um, she's been doing it for almost 20 years. And it's amazing to me to hear her stories about birth and baby. Like, those nurses in there are amazing how they do everything. Mm-hmm. We birthed one and in the ER last week. Did you? Yes. That's so cool. We did. <laughs> That's so cool. But she also works with the state SANE program. Do you mm-hmm. know what that is? Yes. Um, we so actually have it at Kershaw Health. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she came out here. She does the forensic nursing for mm-hmm. Uh, sexual assaults. And right. Now, they're, I think they're getting into child abuse as well. They are. And domestic um, violence. Yeah. So I cannot fathom how hard that job is and how special a person you have to be to do that job. And I, that always amazed me mm-hmm. that um, these nurses, you don't think about it until you know one, the, the skill involved in that job and the... Like, especially the ER, you know, you're working with drunks, people on drugs, mental health issues where the police just pick somebody up and they drop them off Mm -hmm. in the ER. And then you're supposed to be fighting these people in the ER. You do. You do Um, on a daily basis. And then you have the person next to them that's 
in cardiac arrest or having a heart attack mm-hmm. or a stroke. Yeah. But it always changes. I think that's kind of what draws a lot of people to the ER. You never it's know what the night's going to bring. something new every day. Yeah. That's you cool. may not like what it is, yeah. but it's something new every day. So when you came to South Carolina, where did you start working first? I worked at Prisma. Now it's called Prisma. But uh-huh. then it was Palmetto Health Richland. Richland, okay. And I started as a new grad in the ER at the trauma center. Okay. And I worked there for nine years. Yeah, you talk about some craziness. <laughs> every trauma day. Trauma center, downtown Columbia. Every day. <laughs> it was something. And you're just like... When you would think there is nothing else you could see or a crazy story you would hear, it would happen. And you're just like, (laughs) does this happen in other people's lives? Yeah. (laughs) Or am I just boring? Imagine like Chicago or St. Louis. Oh, I'm just telling you. Nashville. Uh, I worked down at Grady Hospital in Atlanta. Oh, they say that they have like tags on people. Man, it was wild. Because it's so busy. I'm serious. That's what they say. They just tag them like a triage. I'm telling you, yes. Because they say it is so busy and packed. That is wild. I mean, I know they have the busiest airport in the world in Atlanta, so I can only imagine what the hospital's like. There you go. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. I can, uh, we, we were working like 20 hour shifts out there, and I just remember looking down. And just the nightlife, <clears throat> the nightlife right out in front of the building. Yeah. Uh, it was all kinds of cool, cool, uh, cool characters. And that is takes some special people. I mean, I wonder yeah. what is the like lifespan as far as career wise of a nurse in the ER? Do they either I would imagine they either get in and get out real quick or they get in and stay for their whole You're career. You're exactly right. So you either get in and love it mm-hmm. and stay your whole career where you get in and say, this is not for me. Yeah. And you typically know that, you know, within six months. Yeah. You're able to tell. Yeah. I think it's a a hard job, man. But even when I was (laughs) at Richland in the ER, Lord, Miss Betty, she's still alive. She went to gourmet school, but she was like 65. Working in the ER. Working in the ER. (laughs) I was like, get it, Miss Betty. We have Miss Barbara that works in the ER right now. She's been at the hospital for 35 or 45 years. Here in Kershaw? Yes. Oh, wow. That's pretty special. She's retiring in August. Oh, really? She works in the ER. That should be a good part. She told me it's time to retire. (laughs) That should be a good part. Yes. So, when you were at Richland... As a ER nurse, what, you moved to Camden here to the Camden Hospital in Camden for your husband, just to be closer to home here. Or? Actually, one of the nurses from Richland had come to work out here mm-hmm. in the ER and called and said, "The director of the ER positions open. Why don't you apply for it?" And I was like, "Why do you want me to apply for it?" Because <laughs> she was actually applying for it, and yeah. like we. We're good friends. She actually <laughs> lives in Camden and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. if you're applying for it, why do you want me to apply for it? Huh. She's like, well, I'm probably not going to get it. But at least if it's you, I know what I'm getting. And I know that you'll be fair. Yeah. I was like, you seriously want me to apply? I applied and got it. And I've been there ever since. And when was that? What year was that? Oh, 2012, 2011. Okay. So you were there after the EMS transitioned out of the hospital? So when I first started there, EMS was owned by the hospital. Okay. And was that I don't, at that time it was Kershaw County Hospital. Right. Within like months of me coming, Donnie Weeks was gone. 
people were laid off mm-hmm. and then the news crews were out and I was like, what have y'all got going on in Camden? Mm-hmm. I just don't know. But I truly believe everybody, all roads lead to Camden. Like it just amazes me. Even like COVID. Who would have thought <laughs> Camden, South Carolina or Kershaw mm-hmm. Health would be mm-hmm. the first hospital with a COVID case? Yeah. They called me that night. It was on a Friday afternoon. I'll never mm-hmm. forget it. Come back to the hospital. I was like, for what? <laughs> it's Friday at like 5.30. Yeah. So I come back down and everybody's in the boardroom. I'm like, what? What are we doing? They're like, we got a COVID case. You shut your mouth. I was like, y'all are lying. Yeah. No, sure enough. Yeah. I was like, what are the odds of that? And then this becomes the epicenter. Epicenter. For the outbreak Who in South thought? Carolina. And, but then as time went on, we kind of leveled off here. And then, of course, Greenville County, Richland County, right. Horry County. But when you look at but it per population, per capita, yes. It is cra- it was it's, crazy. Yes. <laughs> it's still like one of the highest counties when you is look it? at it per how many people live in this county versus yeah. how many positive cases you have. I bet they're all in Camden. That's another reason we should blow up that bridge between Camden and Louisville. Stop it. <laughs> they're actually not all in Keep Camden. Keep them zombies out of Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so... You applied for the job in, at Kershaw Health. You got the director position, director of the ER. Mm-hmm. And that's a big step into an administrative role from... Well, now, is that, I wasn't like... When I, I started at Richland as a new grad, uh-huh. within two years, I was doing charge okay. and training new nurses. What does charge mean? That means you're in charge of the patients coming in. You tell EMS where to go, what rooms are open. Uh, and over there, you're managing 52 beds at so one time. The mean one. And true. That is, that is the joke. Yes, <laughs> that is the joke. I am the mean one. That's how my husband and I met. And it was a bet. He, he says to this day that he could get the mean charge nurse to go out with him. He obviously won the bet. He won. So... From there, I became assistant nurse manager. So you mm-hmm. started having to do payroll and scheduling and different yeah. things. So I already kind of. But you're still doing patient care. Right. And but I still do patient care now. So Monday on Memorial Day, the ER was extremely busy. At 7 yeah. o'clock that night, they called and they were like, we need some help. Mm-hmm. I got dressed and went up, worked. I had yeah. patients, took care of patients. That's what leaders should do. 2 a.m. Yeah. That's what leaders mm-hmm. do. They leave. Well, I just right. don't think you should ever ask anybody to do something you're not willing to do. Absolutely. Is kind of the value my, my father put into me Absolutely. with that. So I went in and worked, took patients. That's great. How do you think that's going to translate into a position in uh, county government? I think it will be well respected by the citizens. Mm-hmm. I think they should know what's going on. I think they mm-hmm. should have a say in how their money's spent. It is their money. Mm-hmm. And be able to have input. It shouldn't be, oh, well, we're building whatever and it's done and <laughs> nobody have a say in it. Or we're going to sneak a little 2% I just millage in here. I don't agree know. with that. So I think if you talk to the people, and I've always said when I started running, I wanted to be somebody that was approachable and people could talk to and them have input. Like, I don't believe you're ever elected into a position where you just make decisions. Like, you're there for the people because the people put you in there and you need to vote in a way that the people want Mm -hmm. you to vote. Not 
Yeah, you're, for your own. You're a representative. Right. You're not is there how to get I look your at agenda it. Right. Pushed. You're representing the people exactly. who elected you. That's the whole, our whole country, we're a Republican government. We're not a democracy. And a lot of people don't know the difference between the two. But the people that we elect into the House and the Senate are representatives of the people in their districts. And when they get there, they start pushing not only their agenda, but the agenda of the people who come to their office and either flat out pay them, blackmail them, or give them favors. Um, and it, so Kershaw County is a microcosm of that. There's something weird going on in the county council right now where it seems like a personal agenda is being pushed onto the people. Um, I was just up at the shooting range by the spec building the other day. The the county owns that building, right? The people of Kershaw County own that building. By the gun range? Right. Uh-huh. The spec, the big, I don't know how much that thing costs, $3 million or something. It's huge. It's a monster. Uh-huh. Um, but me with a business degree, as I drive around there, I look at it and say, would I want to put my business in this building? And hell no. I wouldn't put a business there because the... It's set up like a jack-of-all-trades building. There's no specificity to it. If I had a business and I had to tailor my business to a building, I'm moving on. Well, see, that's my, like, I definitely think we need to bring industry and business into Kershaw County. But a lot like you, I think if I'm bringing a business, I want to build it to how I want, not just move into something already kind of pre fabricated because Mm -hmm. each business has a different need or want for whatever the business may be. Absolutely. And even thinking about this podcast today, I was like, what really would, you know, people say, oh, you want to bring industry and you want to bring growth to the county, but how are you going to do that? So then I start thinking, so do y'all remember when Boeing came Mm -hmm. to South Carolina Mm -hmm. and Amazon? How did they come? Right. How did they come? They, what What made them choose South Carolina? Taxes. Taxes. So and right to work. Being right. right. Mm-hmm. But mainly, they were given tax exemption or mm-hmm. lower taxes for X amount of years. For years, yeah. yeah. For For that to happen. So <clears throat> I don't. Why Why not do something like that in Kershaw County? There is an issue with that, though. Uh, the tax. The The fee in lieu of taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, is what that's called. Is that and, what it's called? Yeah. and I just remember Nikki Haley um, with that. It sounds good, but then when you think about, like, say, Target, their distribution center is a million square feet. Mm-hmm. One million square feet. The little Lugal Fire Department has to cover a million square foot. If that thing were to ca- catch on fire, now they, they do have fire suppression systems in there and all that sort of stuff, but um, Lugal Fire Department has four, four guys on shift. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to call all the county volunteers to come in. with their apparatus. They're going to probably have to call Columbia Fire to come back them up with other apparatus. And who pays for that? Well, the taxpayers. The taxpayers mm-hmm. do. You and I, who are working every day, Target is not paying for that. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and maybe I, maybe I don't know all the details of that, how it worked out. A lot of people in Kershaw County work for Target. A lot of people in Kershaw County work for Invista, and it's great that well, they Well, it brought there. jobs. It brings and jobs. And I don't think you can do it and indefinitely, even with, like, Boeing and Amazon. But, they did it for, what, I think three years? Three to five. Three to like five that. years. Here's the deal. And then they go to paying taxes. But when you say, okay, it brings jobs, but then the payroll taxes are being deducted from these people's checks. Oh. 
right? And they're paying to live in Kershaw, the taxes in Kershaw County. And our taxes have been going up every year since well, I've lived I'm here. I'm definitely not anything about raising taxes. Let's be honest. A lot of draw for people to come to Kershaw County absolutely is the lower taxes. It was. That's why you used to, <laughs> even now. Yeah, it's still low. It's sure. still lower when you compare it to Lexington or Richland. It's creeping. And it, it needs to stay lower because it is a big draw. Now we've got all these housing developments where these people mm. are now moving into. While we know a lot of them even work in Richland County, mm-hmm. but are, are commuting right. because of the taxes that they get, yeah. they get less here. Sure. Less property tax. Uh-huh. Right. And that's great. You know, um, my opinion, I moved here because it low taxes and it's rural. And I, I love it, that it, it was that way. Uh, we had a Piggly Wiggly in Lugoff uh-huh. and that's gone. Now we had, only have Food Lion, but I shop there all the time. And if you see a dude walking around in PJ pants and a it's ratty you? t-shirt and Crocs, <laughs> that's probably me. Uh, but I, I, uh, I like it the way it is. So um, and there's a lot of people that feel like if you're not growing, you're dying. And I do not believe in that saying. Mm-mm. One reason I like Kershaw Health so much is because it is a family. Mm-hmm. Now, my experience at Richland was invaluable. It, it obviously made me part of who I am today and the nurse that I am. Mm-hmm. But I was number 62308. Mm-hmm. Here, there's not a person that you pass in the hall or talk to that you don't Mm -hmm. work with daily, that you don't know. You know their family, you know their kids, and that's invaluable to me. That's great, yeah. And I think that, like, I've had to go take my son to the ER, Mm -hmm. um, as everybody does. But I always heard, like, oh, man, you probably want to go to Providence Northeast, or you probably want to go over there. I'm telling you right now, the Kershaw County ER, the the hospital, what is it now? Is it still Kershaw Health? Kershaw Health. It's not Prisma yet. No, it's Life Point right now. Okay, we're gonna we'll get into that mess here in a little bit. But uh, I'm telling, a nurse stitched my son's finger up, and he had a nasty gash that he cut with an exacto knife doing a model, and it was a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, I can't remember what her name was. Maybe Susan Bowers. Maybe she was easy on the eyes. I'll say that. <laughs> it's probably Susan. <laughs> She's always singing. Yes. Okay. Well, hi, Susan. Nice to meet you. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a formal introduction yeah. one day. <laughs> but she sewed my son's finger up, and he's terrified of needles. He has a, a horrible phobia of getting shots, and she was wonderful. The stitches, his finger healed quickly, minimal scarring, mm-hmm. very technically done. Like, it was it was awesome. So when I came out here, yes, that was what you heard. I'm going to tell you this much. I would pit any nurse in that emergency department against any nurse yeah. at Richland. And I've worked both places. Yeah. When I came out here, I was like, gosh, I'm going from like a trauma center. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's a lot harder to work at Kershaw Health than right. it ever was for me to work at Richland. Because if you came in and you were having a stroke, I had neuro standing at the head right. of the bed. Yeah, so You come in and you're having an MI, I had cardiology standing at the head of the bed. Just because it's not a trauma center doesn't mean you don't see trauma there. I, no. <laughs> they'll drop off a gunshot wound. Yeah. I don't have trauma standing there to do it. You know who right. manages it? We do. Right, right. And now, I was How like, many doctors do you have there when you're working on shift? One doctor. One doctor. <laughs> you have one ER doctor and a... Uh, like A nurse practitioner many, or a PA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then how many nurses? So right now we have three on every shift. Right. So that's... Uh, that's pretty amazing. 
to handle. And the first time I put somebody on a helicopter, I I taken people off the helicopter. Uh-huh. Originally, you get, you get mm-hmm. on a little elevator and you mm-hmm. go down. You try rolling somebody on on an EMS <laughs> across the parking lot. Across the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, I was like, we'll have to get this road green. This is country shit. Yeah, right here. I was like, what are we doing? This yeah. is harder than I've ever done. Yeah, and and Kershaw County has some violent crimes here. It really does. Yeah. I was shocked. Um, I told my husband that. I was like, you were like worried about Northeast Columbia. Right. I was like, are you kidding me? Right. Yeah, it's no joke. Uh-huh. Like, it's not any ER, really. Anywhere you go is going to see some wild stuff. Farm accidents. Oh, yeah. We have There's industrial places here, so uh-huh. I'm sure you see industrial accidents. Uh-huh. Uh, we have chemical plants. There's all this around us. So it's a lot for these nurses to... And all right, I'm done bragging on the nurses. That's fine. I'm not trying to. We'll take it. I love them. I'm not trying to get date anymore. I'm taking it. What about with uh, with uh, wildlife? Y'all ever get any? uh, Yes. And it is like snake season. Mm -hmm. So I'm just telling you. So I'll tell you. I'm not a snake person. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. But you live on the lake, right? Yes. You probably got snakes everywhere. Don't don't start with me because so we have two German shepherds. Mm -hmm. My husband just put like grass down. So we were out putting out signs and for the election, actually, and I took one of the dogs out and like we were going up the hill. Well, she kept messing with something. And I was like, Chloe, that's her name. What what are you doing? And I have flip flops on. Mm -hmm. It was a snake. I almost (laughs) fell on myself, like tripped. I was like, where are you at? He's like, well, I'm getting ready to pull. I was like, well, I'll be in the driveway. I have your gun, but there's a snake in the yard. (laughs) Well, it ends up like it was a rattlesnake Mm, and it was a baby one. So that's the worst kind because they dump all their venom. Yeah. Well, Crofab that you get at the hospital, you end up having like eight to 10 vials of it. It's $1,200 a vial. I don't care how much insurance you have. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) And I was like, I I can't do this. Like, I don't, I don't do the snake thing. <laughs> I was like, this is like Animal Planet. Are you ever <laughs> equipped to deal with that stuff, though? Yes, okay, right. we do. Good. That's good. What about other wildlife? Do you ever see people get bit by raccoons and yeah. crazy stuff like that? Listen, like, yes. Like, hey, Bo, I tried to grab his point. raccoon to bit me. Foxes, <laughs> turtles, like, people don't realize, oh, like, yeah, and you're just like. <laughs> you lose a finger. Yes. <laughs> but even at the hospital, you have deer run through the parking lot. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. are y'all kidding me? There's a deer running through the parking lot. Y'all still have that monster snapper turtle out there over the under the bridge. I, well, let me tell you something. D hack, not D hack. Who is who's the wildlife? Uh, DNR. DNR came out because people were fishing and trying mm-hmm. to take these turtles and arrested somebody for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you were talking about that. I was like, <laughs> get that turtle suit, bro. They were like, yes, <laughs> that's what they do. And so I was like, why are they trying to catch turtles? And they're like, oh, they make soup. Yep. They do what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, people got to survive. You got to make ends meet. <laughs> you don't know man. Oh, yeah, my God. doing their thing, trying to make ends meet. Now, I my saw husband it. loves to go hunting, and he likes some deer stuff. But other than that, like, if I'm not buying it at Food Line, we're yeah. probably not going to be bringing it I home. I saw somebody today. I drove by Hale Street Grill in the park there. Yeah. It, people scooping a net. And just scooping little fish out of yeah. out of the creek. Yeah. The, what is that? Mill Creek? Is that what that's called? I think that is. Uh, Kindle Creek that? or it's by the Kindle Kind. Well, there's Kindle Pond. Kindle so Lake, I think, yeah. And then it spills into the creek. Milk, whatever. They're just scooping fish out of there and making. I guess they're catching down. Well, I'm but, telling I mean, you, hey, DNR came out it, and, and and had people were giving them fines because they were taking the turtles out of the creek. <laughs> yeah, some of those turtles are endangered too. I think the alligator snapping. There was like an alligator snapping one yeah, in there. Yeah, I think those are endangered. And a soft shell. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I'm like, now, how do y'all know what kind of turtles these are? Hey, you got to know your food. I guess so. (laughs) So we talked about the Prisma. Like, what is Kershaw Health called now? It's supposed to be. It's going to be Prisma Health Kershaw one day. Right. That that is what we are hoping for. That's what you're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. for That's what I'm hoping for. So So, it would mean basically when they came in and told us, Mm -hmm. we were told we would be brought up to the same rate that Prisma was was making. They had just given Uh a six dollar raise. So they pay they pay their all their staff in their hospitals the same rate across the board, no matter what their standard of living costs, no matter where they're they're at. And Prisma is a South Carolina-owned company, right? So that's one of the big things is, what do you want? So right now, obviously, I'm a LifePoint employee. Mm-hmm. We are owned by LifePoint. They are out of Tennessee. Yeah. You have Prisma, who is not-for-profit mm-hmm. and is a South Carolina-based company. Now, mm-hmm. mainly, you know, you have Greenville, Prisma, Greenville, Prisma, Richland, right. Baptist. I mean, they're a massive company. Things. They right. own a lot of hospitals. Right. So, but what is McLeod? McLeod is McLeod. McLeod is its own thing. No, and I think it's um, it MUSC now, is yeah, it? Yeah, they ch- just Did changed it. I think MUSC. it's MUSC McLeod now. But who owns MUSC? That's the Medical University of South Carolina. Right. Is that the state owned hospitals? I don't think so. Or are they just. Because friend, they like, bought like Dillon as well. Like it's MUSC Dillon. Yeah, all those McLeod. There's quite a few McLeod. So the trauma too. centers are Prisma, Richland, Richland and there's Greenville. one in. Uh, I'm sure Florence is. Florence. No. There's no trauma centers. There's three trauma centers in the state. Okay. Greenville, Richland, Mm -hmm. and MUSC. Oh. Now, Lexington at one point, right. Lexington one point had a big article in the paper when I was still at Richland where they wanted to to get level one designation. That'd be trauma designation. Because they're right there by the interstate. Uh But it's kind of shot down because you're you're within 30 minutes of. Yeah. Yeah. The trauma center. I mean, so. Lexington is a great hospital. I've heard nothing it is. about things there. It, well, I'll, I'll they, be honest with you. My, I grew up on that side of town. Mm-hmm. One of my girlfriend's grandfathers was the founding CEO. Okay. They got a lot of money, and they pay their nurses very well. They do. I know that um, well, That friend I was talking about earlier, um, I think she got like a $10,000. I don't want to put her business out there, but they were offering they like on billboards like a $10,000 signing mm-hmm. bonus for nurses. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. But- they didn't get all the So how does, cause right, because we got them here, <laughs> yeah. definitely in the ER. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, how do you compete with that when somebody can drive 30 minutes up the road, exactly. even yeah. from here, exactly. to keep good staff? So right. it is because it's a family environment. And good service. Right. Because you're going to have a standardized level of service across many hospitals mm-hmm. in South Carolina, and you could transfer patients. Well, I right. think it would be huge for even services that they could bring wow. to this area. Yeah. To be a level one, you have to have every desi- like every specialty there is, sure. whether it's ortho, neuro, yeah. anything. Now, we already send patients to Richland mm-hmm. that have a stroke because mm-hmm. if you send them to MUSC, you're talking about a family that has to go down there, stay, pay for food, all this. Now they've got medical bills on top right, of it. Right. It's just not really feasible when they could drive to Columbia. Oh, what's the other one down there? Roper St. Francis, right? Mm-hmm. You got Roper, you got Trident down right. there. Yeah. Um, do you see one day, I just this just popped in my head, Prisma being big enough where they have their own helicopter service? You think they would could do that? See, you laugh, but they used to. Did they, they used to have it. It was called Care Force, okay. and it was green. And uh, they sold it 
It, oh, I see. It became, they even have like their own tra- internal transport. Like if uh-huh. you have a, a child, if we have a kid sure. that's in the ER or a, well, a newborn baby, they, they have a critical transport yeah. team that'll come out and I get them or a NICU. Camden not too long Right. Ago. That'll come out and that's get it. It's a giant ambulance. Yes. Uh, it's basically a rolling hospital. For, so uh, the hospital and the employees are very exciting. You're talking yeah. 2,300 employees yeah. that live in this community that this mm-hmm. merger essentially affects. Yeah. And it's going to probably draw uh, nurses who work in Richland County home right. to work in their home hospital. Well, because they can they can make that. They're making the same money. Right. And they're getting the same benefits. Right. And everything. Exactly. And Prisma has done load of new, or Richland has done loads of new construction, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. That means a lot of work for a lot of people around here, too. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure they would grow the hospital. I don't and see they own a lot of property around there, don't they? They do own property in Kershaw County. A lot of property. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it is, but right in Camden, though, when it's like it all right there comes the down to it, at the end of the day, I, I get, I understand the COPA, and I understand what County Council is saying. But at um, the end of the day, they lose a million dollars. Let's just say what it is: the county loses a million dollars if it's not Life Health, Point. Kershaw Health is paying Life Kershaw Point County. pays Kershaw County. For one million dollars, it was Just, part of the sale agreement. Whenever it happened, how the hell and they because it is for profit, uh, they pay taxes sure. and different things as well. Sure. So when you go to a non for profit, what they don't Prisma is, they don't, and it's not an agreement to give the county a million dollars. Let's just say what it is. It comes down to the county being okay, concerned so, over a million dollars. And then they wanted to use scare tactics, is what I, I like to call it, and say, oh, well, if we don't get this money, we're going to have to shut EMS down and we're going to have to close trucks yeah, I was and all this. ask you about that. No, you I... don't. There's a $9 million in their budget that they already have okay. and $2 million emergency management fund because they just gave which they should for the mm-hmm. COVID a million of it out so that that's money the county already has money, so why are gonna... you saying you have to close stations do it plus you have all this new construction in mm-hmm. these new houses and everything going up that's that's tax money you weren't getting before that's right. now coming into the county as well mm-hmm. so don't don't try to tell me that oh if I don't get this money we're going to have to shut EMS down and close stations and stuff and make people think that it's some big scary thing when yeah. that's not really what has to happen. Have you spoken with Jared Blanchard at all about Yes. And, well, not necessarily about that kind of thing. That yeah. that level of decision is him and I have had a conversation where it's like, you know we really wouldn't have to close it. Yeah. If if we lost this money. So But he doesn't get to make those decisions no, either. No. You know? He's just he's an employee of the county, right? right? And he's in charge of a EMS, mm-hmm. uh, a pretty badass EMS system. Mm-hmm. They do a really great job. They do a fantastic job. And Just in, in what's called a STEMI. So that's yeah. pretty much an MI that really needs to go to a facility that can do a heart cath or something and put a stent in because uh-huh. of a blockage in your heart. Sure. We're going for chest pain accreditation at the county through Kershaw Health. I'm the head chest pain coordinator for that. So I have to go through so all the data. So somebody said, my chest hurts and I can't breathe. EMS goes out. EMS goes out. They do an EKG. Uh-huh. They're able to transmit that EKG to the ER. But they also have employees that are smart enough that says, this is a STEMI. Mm-hmm. We need to go ahead and go to a facility. So for second quarter when we met, we had not received any STEMI patients via EMS, which is what you would want to see, right? Because, because they they're going to, go to the, the appropriate Richland. facility. Right. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. 
That's really cool to hear that. And the same with strokes, right? They can uh-huh. can they do the same with strokes? They can. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty cool. And they'll fly. They'll say, they'll "Hey, fly we got, from the scene. We got a stroke patient. And they fly them from they the scene. They have flown them from the scene. And wherever it is uh-huh. in the county. And LifeNet is awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I've been out to their facility. It's really cool. And the people who work there are top notch. They're like, always super about nice. The, some of the most skilled yes. people you could ever. Their pilots are like typically veteran, army, right? And veterans, which. If, are the best pilots in mm-hmm. the military. I don't care what anybody else says. My husband says the same thing. The Army helicopter Anytime pilots. you're watching, he's like, I'm just going to tell you, an Army pilot can put that helicopter down right there. Anywhere. And I'm just like, Anywhere. okay. And I'll tell you, an Air Force pilot would be shitting himself. Really? Some of the things that the Army pilots can do. Um, and I don't want to get too much into that. All right. So let's... You, so you touched on the EMS service. That was a big worry that people were like, well, we're going to No, lose. I call it a scare tactic. Let's, let us let me be straight. So I call it a scare tactic. people weren't worried about it. <laughs> Julian Burns was worried about it. The, they're worried about a million dollars. <laughs> so by they, I'll say it. Julian Burns. I'm and, not in those meetings. Right. I can tell you the only the only council member that did not vote for this DHEC appeal mm-hmm. was Jimmy Jones. Right. What? How is this million dollars justified? Where is it coming from? Who's it going to? It goes to the county. I don't so know. I don't know where in, it is. So, Kershaw, the, uh, the, the, the company you work for is called, mm. what's their name? LifePoint. LifePoint pays Kershaw County a million dollars. A million dollars now, a year I don't know if that's for the from, privilege of existing. I don't like, know if that's from taxes or exactly how that equates that the money comes in mm-hmm. or exactly what the county does. So maybe, maybe so Jimmy Jones can answer that question for us. He, he um, might be able to tell us. He's. I've talked to him personally. Mm-hmm. He said he's willing to come on the show. Uh, after the primaries, we want to get through this primary season and uh-huh. see where things fall and let it settle a little bit. And then he said he'd come on. Um, so we'll ask him, like, why this shakedown? That's really so what it is. It's like thing. a hustle. If, man. if <laughs> I owned, let's just say, any business uh-huh. in Camden and I wanted to sell to somebody, do I have to ask counsel for permission? Because that's right. basically what right. we're saying here. I mean, you but probably it's have, saying yeah. that because of money. The exactly. bottom line is money. This is a, like a a shakedown. Right. It's, it's they're telling the people the the Prisma, if you want to buy this other private company to avoid legal action, you need to pay us a million dollars a year. That's extortion. That's, That's exactly what the that mafia does, like, right? Like you want to open this bar, you need protection. So, so what they're asking me. for is to be able to be at the table for talks, but at the end of the day. It's about the money. Talk about what? Exactly. Like, what's there to talk about? It's a private company buying another private company. Period. And the bottom what line is, is it, it'll be sold. Would you rather it sold to someone that is in our state yeah. and in our community already, or, <laughs> or how about another that's hospital like Duke, that's yeah. Duke out University of the state. can buy it? How about that? You know? And then our money is going to be going out out, out of state, like it is already. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I mean, a lot of these not for profit. Hospitals too, they build like crazy because they. Well, look at Lexington. Yeah. They're just getting ready to put their footprint in Northeast. Are they not for profit at all? McLeod there in Florence, mm-hmm. and I know there's some ta- some tactical business Benefits decisions with with to it, being yes. not for profit. Uh, most of them taxes. Which, and I'm not going to say non-for-profit cool, or for-profit. Well, either one is better. Each one has its own. They're all about health, taking right. care of people. But, at but the end of the day, let's just say you, it's a the business. bill's about money. It's a business for this hospital. county, right? And, and, we all and know why about are the you, are you involved 
in the sale of a private company to another company. I, you shouldn't even have a, a word to say about it. You need to keep your mouth shut and let business do business. That was my thought. Period. I, 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 if I ever met Julian Burns or anybody who, who's against this, what, why the fuck do you have an opinion on this? I don't care. Why? I don't even see I don't care what your opinion like. is. I don't it's care. Money. Stop wasting my taxpayer money on your time. Well, so that was my. I was like, so that was my. I was like, so how much does it cost for attorneys and stuff to do this appeal right. on behalf of the county? How much time are you spending on this, man? That's what I want to know. What's your hourly rate? What? And I know he brags about he doesn't here, take like, a what? salary and all that kind of stuff. So let's just talk but, about that. I just need y'all to know. First off, I didn't know that council men or women or. I didn't, only, only <laughs> I didn't know they got paid. I didn't know they got paid. I didn't know that you got paid for this. I had no clue. <laughs> Till somebody made a comment. I think Frank Morgan was like, were well, they going to give up their, their pay? I'm like, uh, they get paid? paid? You guys get paid? These people get paid? <laughs> then I start doing a little research, and they have insurance packages. Oh, my goodness. So I think there are three <laughs> that do not take the insurance package right now on council. The other ones take an insurance package. How many... More EMTs. Why? How many more EMTs could the county hire with that money they're spending? Why would you take an insurance package? That's the bigger question. That's a lot more than a thousand dollars a month given somebody. So some of these guys are work a private work for other people and like take insurance and, and take or, through or, the county that they're yeah, entitled so they're to not, for being so on so county they're not council. Deducting their paycheck to pay for which that's insane. This is crazy. So I found that out, but I was like, let me just tell you this. I didn't even know people got paid mm-hmm. when I started. Nor, then I found out you can get insurance. What is their insurance through the state insurance? I'm or? sure. I, I'd have to look into that, but I would think so. This is craziness. This is craziness. <laughs> the things you learn. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I will not be taking I, insurance Okay. through yeah. through the county. I, I have my own. Yeah, hopefully Prisma will be taking You know, there insurance. you go. Well, I'm actually on my husband's insurance, oh, so there you, I, there you go. Okay. Cool. All right, so we talked about Julian Burns, and there's a lot of people in this county that are not happy with this guy, but he has a lot of friends in one certain area of this county, and those people vote. A lot of people out in the rest of the county don't really. They're like, whatever. I don't care. doesn't affect me in Cassett. I don't give a shit. Just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we going to do about this? Like, I'm not saying that you're not going to work with Julian Burns. And I'm not saying that you hate his guts or anything like that because I'm speaking for myself. I don't trust the man. I see, I've met him in person a number of times. And I'm talking probably over a dozen times I've met this guy. Every time I meet him, it creeps me out. And it's just me. And I'm a pretty good read of, of people's, uh, you know, when I meet them in person for the first time. And I, actually, it's a trained skill that I have. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so every time I meet him, he says, hey, how you doing? I'm Julian Burns. What's your name? I'm like, well, my name's still Matt. The same it was <laughs> the 15 times before I met you. Uh, so I'm to the point now, every time I meet him, so I say, I say, Julian meeting. Burns, oh, I'm, what do you what do you do again? Where are you again? Who do you work for? The last for? encounter we because had, he, he told a group of people that I was beating him up over shit. an issue. And beating him up. We're gonna Well, I'm gonna speak my mind. So one thing that I'm gonna say is I'm April yeah. and I'm gonna be April and I'm willing to listen to anybody or work with anybody, but at yeah. the end of the day, I'm April and it's gonna be what I truly feel. 
Right. It's that it what, should be, or gonna, what the citizens or the constituents in District 1, right. when I'm elected, feel that it should so, be. I'm not somebody's, you're going to tell me what to do. My husband mm-hmm. will tell you that. That's that's probably the worst so thing you can do, have, <laughs> is try to tell me what I'm going to do. You're not going to have dinner at the Camden Country Club and hear what people want to see happen in this county that are not even your constituents. And you're going to try to push that? Is that you're not going to do that? I'm not going to do that. Okay. Are you a member of the Camden Country Club? I'm not. Oh, all right. That might hurt you. Why? <laughs> well, it seems that seems like that's the way to a go. A lot of members of the Camden Country Club are about to get elected. <laughs> you know, I don't know who's a member or who's not. I would be willing to bet good money that Russell Brazel's a member. I don't know. But we'll get into that. I'll talk about that about this man. But um, yeah, he he came up with this. This news article. Did you see this in the Camden Chronicle? I, I read the news article. I'm talking about Julian Burns. About it's like we're riding a bicycle. And the bicycle's on and fire. The and the road's and on the fire. And the tires on fire. And what a freaking drama queen. What in the hell is this guy? What was this in reference to? It was the, about the, the jo- unemployment, uh, unemployment rate. Unemployment rate. Oh, okay. And it, it basically tripled mm-hmm. for the month of April. Okay. Now, obviously. That I think <laughs> if, even if you if you read the article, the the do report that they put out. Across the state, the the head even says this is not something that was not expected right. due to COVID because you do have businesses that were closed, mm-hmm. people working from home, people furloughed. Right. And it's not permanent. Some people will be permanent. Some, some I think, I think companies some people will may that they'll be like, well, we really can do this. Or yeah. maybe they'll go to working from home. Sure. I but know, that's not unemployed. If you're working from home, you're just your job function just changed. Yeah. Right. You're still to, to something better, right? So right. Absolutely. I didn't really understand. Yeah. You don't have to put on your the, costume the to go into the comment <laughs> part of it, but I think this was expected from everybody. Why is it? Why would he say something crazy like that? And I'll tell you, I told people this on my Facebook page. I saw Julian Burns at the Cam- at the farmers market, the county farmers market that just happened to be in Camden. The dude looked like Michael Jackson walking around. All right, I'm not kidding you. He had. The tightest shirt on I've ever seen a, a man over 70 wear. He had, I don't know what kind of, like dress suit pants, some uh, snake boots. Now, I'm not talking snake skin boots. That would have been pretty badass. They were like the <laughs> boots so you don't get bit on the ankle Maybe by a rattlesnake. I some of those. I out of the new pretty cool. <laughs> I might push you over to that. All right. So, but I don't Do know my rain any, boots count? I think I don't know of any snakes that are creeping around the farmer's market. <laughs> uh, he had a wicker hat on, a straw hat. Is that what they're called? I've actually seen a moccasin when we were right behind it at the uh, For real? fishing rodeo. Oh, yeah. maybe he knows something we don't know. <laughs> maybe he's on to something. Maybe. But he had a mask and he had yeah, cloth gloves on. And the first thing that came to my, my mind was Michael Jackson. <laughs> and he would he was walking down the middle of the farm and he would turn around and walk back. Like he was strutting back and forth waiting for people to notice him to come, like, I, I don't know, beg for his help against this horrible COVID monster. But they have a mask on? He had a mask on. <laughs> That's a silly question. <laughs> of course he had a mask. He was the only one there that had a mask on, I think. <laughs> And cool, man. You're you're elderly now, I guess, and you're uh, worried about catching this virus. But I better see you when the seasonal flu happens, when it hits, when seasonal flu comes. I better see you with a mask on. I'm going to call you out because seasonal flu will kill you and give you pneumonia just as bad. Maybe not as quickly. I will say yeah. Maybe not as bad, not as quickly as COVID nineteen. Uh, it does have a little bit different effect on your lungs, you know, like the shattered glass. 
Um, um, the pneumonia is, is horrible, and the secretions from it, you, you can't but, even use suction to get them out. It, it's horrible. And I think with COVID, a lot of it— And you can't. It's hard it, to end up, end up Yeah. A lot of it is um, you don't know. And right. it didn't present the way that they told us it was going to present. Do you think it changed somehow? Yes, I think I think it changed. I think that it mutated. I think New York's I think got its own thing going. Yeah, yeah. and, I, you know, oh, uh, doesn't affect kids. Shit. Well, then we had kids testing positive. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry. Easy. It's not affecting kids. Oh, no, kids are positive. Are they symptomatic, though? Yes. Okay. And are they, and so it's, it's like a... Uh, up to a certain age is affected, and then there's a huge block in the middle that it isn't that can be well, that can be, be carriers, but we, we've seen ever just about every age group when you look at age groups mm-hmm. test positive. But I'll so talk that about survival whole, rate wise now survival rate wise, when you look at the numbers, survival rate mm-hmm. is is very high, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of it right? has to do with the unknown. Pre-existing conditions, right. age, and is it is it mutating? Right. I'll tell you, Dr. Olatosi at the hospital here in small town Camden right. is doing a research paper. He's the infectious disease doctor. Cool. In a whole study, he will be published. All, right. all roads lead to Camden. That's right. It's happening. Think, uh, it's happening. <laughs> what do you think's going on in New York with why they're getting hit so much harder? I mean, obviously, well, think about the dense density. population. Yeah. And what about? Do you think that the the pollutants in the air have something to do with it as well as like like these people are already have a lot of brake dust in their lungs and they have a lot of shit i don't see why that that couldn't it, I but mean, you know i mean there's something like one day you hear well smokers don't really get it because the nicotine binds to the same thing that the uh-huh. virus binds to then you'll hear well if a smoker gets it it's worse because their lungs, their lungs are, are already healthy. damaged so, I mean, it just changes so much day to day. I think they just don't really know. I don't they think just anybody don't knows. know what yeah, it is. Yeah. And it seems like it's going to be here like the flu. Like, it's going to be like I think it'll chicken be pox. Every year. You know, it's where, be at thing. the best, I think we need to, to work on a vaccine and get a vaccine. Nah. I'm good. You don't voluntary, want a vaccine. Voluntary, though, right? <laughs> what? Or mandatory. I, I do work in healthcare. <laughs> why would you be against vaccines? Uh, uh why? <laughs> I don't get vaccine vaccinated. I have been vaccinated. Okay. Yeah, you a got lot. you got all your. Yeah, <laughs> I've been vaccinated way more than the average right. person. You probably uh, with military. Well, even my husband will tell you. They might have tried trial things on y'all. You they just walk in with stuff and it'd be like right. syringe one, syringe yeah. two. There was like but, a full day. I'm talking a full day. Yeah. Right, but <laughs> the flu vaccine. No, thank you. Why? No, thanks. Why? Because it's only for one strain of ex- one strain of flu that they think is going to okay. be prevalent, and then there's a bunch of others that you're going to get anyway. So meningitis. No. I don't live in close quarters with a bunch of other people. Like My that. best friend was diagnosed with meningitis. Was she a nurse in the? ER? No, she's a coder. <laughs> Like a VP of a oh, coding those company. Those are dirty. So, they don't take showers very often. Stop it. <laughs> so, I mean, it could happen. Like Sure, anything could happen. A damn meteor you, could fall What, do you give your kids vaccines? Well, they have to to go to school. Okay. Which is another thing. Well, I'm going to start homeschooling. But I'm, we're done with the public school system. We're going to get into that. I today. think a lot of people are. Yeah, I, I think this this whole... what. Okay, we're done with. Let's move on to Frank. <laughs> let's move on to Frank Morgan. All right. I think I get him sidetracked. No, I, I just have a lot of shit going on in my head, and it's hard for me to. Vaccines are a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, I think vaccines are a good thing. Vaccines saved a whole lot of lives in yes. this world. 
Right. Polio. Smallpox. Polio. Right. But I still had to get a smallpox vaccine. The smallpox was eradicated, right? I had to get a smallpox vaccine. Okay, well, so was measles. Right. Except for it's not because now people don't want to give their kids vaccines. Why is it back? Because Because people didn't want to give their kids vaccines. Where did it come from? Mm -hmm. Because people are moving moving around. Coming in from third world countries who aren't vaccinated and it's unfettered. And so now. It was unfettered. When. We have children. Right. So we have to deal with it. Right. My kids get vaccinated. Let me be clear. I vaccinate my children. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Like, I have him on the defense. (laughs) I vaccinate my children. Like, I was concerned. I made the personal choice (laughs) to not get any more vaccines put into my body. Well, what would you need? Uh, okay, you don't take the flu. Lots of people don't take the flu. Right. Who, who cares? But I mean, you've I'm already not had a COVID vaccine. You've already had measles, mumps, and, and rubella. Right. You've already had, you know. I had chicken pox as a kid. So right. I need that. Tetanus. Um, well, a shingles vaccine. I didn't. You know what? Anymore, if you're yeah. not walking around barefoot with the well, horse shit, well, let me tell you something. I'm running ER, and they come in all the time with the <laughs> yeah, nail through their foot, and I've got all kinds I, of stuff. I, I tell you my thing with with vaccines. Uh, my my main problem is how many we give babies. Let's let's call it like it is. How soon? Because I tell you what, out of five kids, I think three of them. There is nothing shittier than holding a baby all night while it's season with a hundred and five degree temperature after getting shots and stuff. Now you really think that came from the shots? Yeah, it happened the same day with three kids. I mean. I don't know. I, I know. I forget what that. What is that seizure called? Um, a febrile seizure. Yeah. When they have a fever, but typically you give them Motrin, children's Motrin after mm-hmm. the vaccines to to keep the fever down. Why is that happening? Like, what's what's going? Because it causes an immune the... response. Okay. Because you're injecting the bacteria to to build the immunity to mm-hmm. it, so you have an immune response to it. Could we not wait till the child's capable of? Voicing their pain or uh, so it's kind of like think about this: a male that gets circumcised after they're born, mm-hmm. which is should be illegal in my opinion. <laughs> it's that's well, it's that's, a parents' choice. But let's just say, mutilation. when do they do? Don't it? Don't even get me started. When do they do it? They do it. We gotta stop getting off this. They do it as soon as they're born. Mm-hmm. Why is that? So they can hold the baby down. They can be strong no. and hold the baby down. And they're never going to remember it. Because would you go have it done They're at five or six? It. You want your five or six-year-old having it done? They're going to remember it when they look down at their mutilated penis. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's go to the next How topic. many babies die every year from circumcision? Do you know that? that I do not know that. Is there like a number? Yes, absolutely. How it's, many? It's shockingly higher than you would think. How many? It's in the hundreds. Stop it. I'm not kidding. Well, it would be terrible for it's, uh, it's any child to die. It's completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. It is. And not, what if a baby a girl choice. is born and her labia are a little bit too long? Should we trim them off? I mean, I guess it would be the parent's choice. Oh, my God. Let's move on. <laughs> That's another show. We're going to talk about genital mutilation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Frank Morgan is the old school superintendent. Yes. Who's the school superintendent now? Nobody knows because... No, I do know. He just does no, his job. No, because I just met him. And he stays off of the news. No, I just met him. He's applied for a job in Sarasota, and I shouldn't say I just met him. Why? I don't know. That's why I said. I didn't oh, even know that. It was in the weird. paper. Oh. Something must have just happened. But, you know, he's ex-military. And yeah. so, so I went... there's and, a bunch of assholes who are ex-military. I went and met with him anything. because <laughs> I'm on the Livewell Kershaw board. Right. And we do things like a mental health coalition. Uh-huh. So... 
I'm on the free clinic board as well. So we employ through Live Well Kershaw three Mm -hmm. students every summer for an intern program. Cool. Okay. So one of them came up and said they needed, you know, mental health training, whatever. So mm-hmm. we went to SC Thrive. They offered this this class and mm-hmm. it could be for adults and they did it on the weekend here. So I went and met with him because one of the students, I mean, if you talk to people, this is what I go back to. It goes right. back to talking to people. Sure. The girl goes, why don't you offer this training to the high school students. And I was right. like, well, what are you talking about? So they she can goes, recognize mental health she goes, themselves. Well, we're the ones talking to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we'd be the ones. They're not going to go tell the guidance counselor. What was this girl's name? I'd love to pray. Oh, my gosh. She's awesome. I can't say that. No, but, I can't say that. <laughs> but so, You're awesome. Whoever you are. I, I went and you. met with them awesome. and was like, a student came yeah. up with this. And people with PhDs didn't even think about it. And, I mean, and we're, we're, I feel like we're pretty, you know, smart group of people you know what that's but we're like oh we need to train all the teachers oh we need the teachers to be able to look Mm -hmm. at it and this girl goes no well can i come to class i was like why would you want to come to class and she goes because we're the ones that talk to each other she's awesome i hope she runs for a school board i was like that is a great idea so we ended up opening it and he actually did go to one of the classes and said that he would offer it to this new superintendent okay uh did you know that there was a party busted this past weekend in the county school board building. No. Yes, ma'am. I love it. (laughs) How do you know that? Well, it's, let me say this, allegedly. I'll say allegedly a high school-aged kid's party was busted in the county school district building. How did they get in there? Well, somebody got a hold of some keys. Oh, gosh. From the school superintendent, allegedly. It might have been his son. Maybe not. You can't really control what kids do, though. No, you can't. I mean, you really cannot because I'm going to tell you. Well, you can keep track of your damn keys. My little brother, God bless. My dad died when he was 16, and my husband and I pretty much raised him. And some of the stuff that he would come up with oh, listen, and do, I'm I did like, some of the craziest shit ever. You would, you would. Oh my gosh. My mom still to this day, if we're having drinks around Christmas time and I'll say, oh yeah, I used to sneak out and go downtown St. Louis to concerts when I was 15 years old and we'd, you know, like heavy metal concerts. Yeah. And then, yeah, we got pulled over and then she's, she looks like she's about to have a stroke right then on the spot. I'm like, mom, I'm 40 now. It's, kind of, so it's okay. So his kid I, is a, I allegedly it. took Spoiler. the keys or whatever. I is mean, this, do you keep track of your keys though? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not like defensive. Yeah. If my kid, like, if my son comes into my room, if my son comes anywhere near my bedroom, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Really? What are you doing in here? What are you, you have no business in my room. So. That is sad. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you think that's why he's leaving? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know who the guy is. I feel sorry for him, man. His kid made a mistake and did something stupid. There's some other kids that made mistakes and joined in, and there was used condoms and liquor, alcohol involved, and whatever kids do, what kids do. You, but uh, you'd be amazed at how here's the here's the problem. Here's the big problem I have. A year ago on graduation season, a big party was broken up. And on the west side of town, I think they call it Tukey Do area, right? We still haven't uncovered what Tukey. Yeah, I don't know where where the hell that comes from. Bone town kills bone, whatever. What? (laughs) Yeah. So there's a party broken up over there. Kids are are taken into custody, and and their parents are called, and immediately the sheriff goes on Facebook saying, "Hey, parents, you might want to keep better track of your kids uh, partying and drinking over here. We're going to be busting these." Okay, so sheriff's department breaks up this party. 
at the school district building. Not a damn word is said from the sheriff about this. Nothing is put on Facebook. Now, granted, I looked back and the sheriff hasn't been posting a lot of crime stuff on Facebook like we busted these drug dealers and we're so cool. Well, I just, um, you know, it's one thing for a drug dealer like, when you're talking about bringing up high school parties and stuff Right, like why that, would you I put that out there on I, Facebook in the first kids place? Kids are going to be kids. You can't control them. Right, and they're minors. We were all young. They're alleged once. crimes. Nobody's yes. convicted of a crime yet. They're all alleged. You're innocent until proven guilty in this country. I don't care if you were caught with 500 pounds of crack in your trunk of your car. You're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, you're a scumbag, sure. But you're innocent until proven guilty. The sheriff going on Facebook and convicting you in public court, which is how things have turned in this country. The whole fucking country is turning into like a damn uh, reality show. Look at our president. I mean, good he Lord. He says this and we met over Facebook. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, though, this is... this is I'm not, I'm not a public figure. Right. Right. I'm not elected to any public office. Uh, you will be a, a, a public figure, and you're, uh, you know, going to be held to public scrutiny, just like your opponent. Uh-huh. You know, um, but why would he? Why would he do that? And so that's that's everybody's talking about this good old boy system. Oh, there's no good old boy system in this county. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. When you start looking into the county council's dealings, you're looking at how the sheriff's department operates. There is a good old boy system involved. And that's the way this this whole county has operated since probably its inception. Well, I don't know. Like, okay, so I'm going to say this. Lee Bone and I are friends. Mm -hmm. Him and I are not. We know. (laughs) We're friends. I've I've only had good experiences. And I say that because they're in the ER every day. Okay. Just like EMS, it's either Camden Police Department or Kershaw County Sheriff's Department. Right. We're friends with most of them. Mm -hmm. Or Highway Patrol. Or Mm -hmm. Highway Patrol that were there. And also... Can you coach them? No, never mind. Stop. I love the Highway Patrol around here. They're awesome. Also, every year I have taken food Mm -hmm. to the police departments. It wasn't for votes. Even when you're not running for office? Even when I wasn't running for office. And just know I do that through Kershaw Health. Have you ever written a check to the Sheriff's Association and paid them But I do make sure every year... Okay. You know your opponent wrote a check from his dad's business to the Sheriff's Association. They put it on Facebook, but he won't answer questions, but he'll pay people money. I'd like to get some money. That'd be cool. Come on, Russell. I need some money. (laughs) Pay up, Russell. We need a good, we need a nicer studio. But so what I didn't understand is council not wanting the sheriff over the jail. Yeah, that's strange to me. Everywhere I've Everywhere lived across this planet. country, yeah. the sheriff runs the jail. And I was for that. I was like, yeah, let's, uh, me too. let's cut out. Like, oh, they want a private. They want a private No, they want the sheriff the, to, the county to run. runs it. Now, okay. here's another thing, too. Like, just in knowing Jimmy Jones, he was actually over the jail and different things. So mm-hmm. if he says, well, yeah, the sheriff should mm-hmm. run it. If my it opinion counts for anything, whatever, I was like, the well, why, what the is the deal that he can't? I didn't understand that. But because the they want to put their buddy in that but job so, and get paid. You know. <laughs> Who's running it now? The, the, the county. county. The county. The county. And then it's privatized. The county. Of, one of these the, other companies. No, the county uh-huh. appoints. It's a, a, it was. Um, who was in charge of it before? Uh-huh. Uh Anyway, it wasn't Gene. Was some. It? some Falkenberry? Sh- it wasn't no. Falkenberry? Uh-uh, he okay. wasn't. Some sheriff years ago said they didn't want to do it, so the county took it over. 
That shouldn't be for every sheriff, though. Right. Like, if the sheriff comes and says they want it, why not? I mean, what's the problem? Let a lot them have of people it. don't realize that they, how much power a sheriff has. They should have. Uh, yeah. The sheriff has an incredible amount of power in a state. Like, he could tell the governor to fuck off if he wants to. And he should in he certain should. occasions. Like, yes. The, the, it goes the person, the individual. The sheriff. Yeah. And like that's and then you get your police. Right. Our sheriff is an elected like, official, right? Mm-hmm. And he should be to there to protect and serve and to enforce the laws of the county. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. Their not, oath is to ensure that right. everyone's constitutional rights are protected. This is where me and Sheriff Bona have a huge divergence in our opinions, right? Because I asked him directly, you swore an oath to hope uphold the Constitution of the United States against all Powers foreign and domestic, right? All enemies foreign and domestic. Not only as a sheriff, but as an officer. And not only as an officer, when you joined the National Guard, you had to swear it again. So three times he's sworn that oath. He would not give me a straight answer whether he would uphold the Constitution. Right? He said, well, I'll have to check with the, the county attorney and see. And so if the governor gives an unconstitutional order, he's going to check with the attorney before he says, fuck off, we're going to follow the Constitution here. There's been sheriffs across this country who have stood up in front of the county council and said, I don't care what you say. I'm going to uphold the law of the land. And the law of the land is the Constitution. Thank you very much for your time. And I'd like to hope that, that Mr. Bone will do that. Yes. I would think uh, that he would. I, why wouldn't he just say it, though? Why not have the balls and just you know, come out and just say, I'm going to uphold the Constitution? And being in the political spotlight here. and the So he's trying to protect his job. I, I wouldn't say protect a, there's job. So hear me out. So just myself in the last two weeks being in the political spotlight, mm-hmm. anything you say, like one thing I say to you, you'll think is fine. Mm-hmm. I'll hear it later. And it's all turned around three shades because somebody right. else said That's some why other way. This podcast. So you can speak for yourself and people can hear what you right. have to say. So in that instance, I don't know what your situation was with him or what question was. It was about the, the governor, about the lockdowns going across the country for the pandemic. Okay. Uh, and so I was asking him, like, okay, so if you see 10 kids out playing basketball, are you going to send your sheriffs to arrest them or break them up because they want to go play a basketball game? Well, I'm going to have my sheriffs use common sense. And my question was. Well, that pretty much tells you that he wasn't going to do that then. My question was, what sort of training does your do your deputies have as far as what you believe is common sense? Have you typed a memo have you given a training what what have you done and then i'm called anti-law enforcement at that point why that that kind of thing is the type of thing i'd like to be seeing from his facebook posts right i don't need to know about petty drug busts i don't give a shit about Uh, who brought you food honestly i don't care about where you're going to shake hands and smile your pretty smile in front of the camera it's a beautiful smile he does he's a good looking dude man He's good looking. You hairy little. I am not. <laughs> he's a good. I'm not odd little or whatever his name is. Uh, uh, but he's. I mean, cool man. Like he's a schmoozer. He's a politician. He gives all political answers. I don't want that in my sheriff. I want somebody who has guts. Who's going to strap a gun on his side and who's going to defend the people of this county and uphold the constitution. Period. What I what I do like seeing, I mentioned it in a previous episode, is that he's having his deputies run around with their blue lights on. Yes, great Constantly. idea. That's that a great is idea. Amazing because a sheriff's job is not to extort money from its people; it's right. to defend its people from sure. other things. I would say I would I would I would argue that uh, they're not they shouldn't really be about preventing crime. They should be about enforcing the law. 
So if somebody breaks the law, then they respond and they enforce the law. Right. Period. Oh, we've uh, got Camden PD to go. Camden PD does right. is a great does a great job. I, I love, love their position. They they have a, a community person They're position. They're very community they are oriented. Very community oriented. And, Sher- and Sheriff Bone comes from Camden, and I can mm-hmm. see him trying to carry some of that over to the Sheriff's Department. And mm-hmm. I understand that's a large organization. We have a massive county, and it's hard to change things. It's the thing that there's, you know, there's you're turning a, a big ship. There's a and, big difference in what's in the wheelhouse of a sheriff and yes, a police officer. Yes, completely, right. completely different. different well, worlds. and when you do talk about turning the ship and it, it being a big county, like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. No, it, no. It, it does and, take time. And you know what? And there are great deputies out there who do great things. And that try to get involved with the county, like the SROs, they're awesome people. Um, Wonderful. They do great things. And the I kids like love a them. A lot of the kids, that's who to they go talk those children. to. Right. And um, I've had to talk to SROs for issues with my children, um, just because my kids are wild as hell. And I would have never thought. They're. <laughs> You've had an issue with an SRO. <laughs> I would have never thought. We've had an issue with an SRO. We went to the chief deputy because I didn't want to take something directly to Bone because it's not. He doesn't need to be dealing with that. He's dealing with enough posts about people's dog barking until 3 a.m. on Facebook. (laughs) Tag the sheriff. (laughs) So I talked to their chief deputy. I got a clipped three-word response via voicemail. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the end of it. I will say this. Lee Bone is very responsive. He, I, I well, may I may have taken a note out of that book. Don't don't because he, somebody will post something on Facebook and lot. he will post if he like has, if he has his number or he'll it. call or, or whatever. He'll say he'll say contact me and we'll meet in person. There you go. Right. I said so, that to Frank Morgan the other that day. Could, that could be that could be seen as kind of intimidating to some people. Come see well, me. I in hope person. not. If I, the sheriff says, come see me in person. Well, you're I mean, like, oh, if, shit. if you're what, saying that, I mean. Do you want to get in a gunfight? What's, no, what's going on? people don't think that. Uh, okay. Seriously, like see. Frank Morgan kept on and on. And finally, <laughs> I was like, Frank, you know right. me. You've talked to me. You have my number. If yeah. you don't, here it is. Frank Morgan has basically become an internet troll. Just people call, call me, me. A troll. People call me a troll. And I'm like, look. And he's I like, just I just want people to know your it. view. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let's let's talk about my view. Right. I'm on the board for the Montessori school, mm-hmm. so I already see how schools work. And that Montessori schools are way better than public schools. <laughs> I wish we had school vouchers so where we could choose where our kids go. You're wanting... <laughs> A home act mm-hmm. or what it is. So yeah, that's let's bring this up. The let's General Assembly this. did let's away with it's this. It's called the Home Rule. Right. The General right. Assembly did away with it. Now I had to do right. some research on it. Me too, because I first heard it, I was like, "What in the ever?" Well, that's because I think it was this? done away with before we were ever born. <laughs> it hasn't been used for over a decade, like and maybe the seventies, right? right? Early seventies. So the school district uh-huh. or school board. Is in charge of their funds. Right. County council does not have anything because to they do. Get national funding and state funding. Eight percent. They they manage that. The mm-hmm. only thing county council can do is increase millage. Right. Now, are you telling me you want me to increase taxes for everybody? Because so I'm not going to do that. Right. Millage is taxes. Right. It's a tax increase. Right. When they say we want to increase the millage. So that's I'm just not some, I'm some, not going to agree to that because if right. if that was passed by council, guess what? It's 
for four years. I'm making decisions for people for years to come right. based on this millage. It's not like you can go back and do whatever. Sure. Now, You're you want to look at something. You're people who are considering moving to Kershaw County. You're already raising their taxes. If you want to look at something where <laughs> we're looking years, at something. Right? right. On a, a year to year basis mm-hmm. or something like that, then that's one thing. But. To just be out there and be like, what are you going to do for education? You you already know the answers to this. You keep yeah. asking. Y'all manage your budget. Uh-huh. County council doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh-huh. And the only thing that they could do is increase people's taxes. So, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say something extremely controversial right here. What? And with this whole pandemic happening and children be doing e-learning, Frank Morgan would have their children and their family, their moms and these teachers with signs out in front of county council saying, we need a pay increase for teachers. We need a pay increase. We need we need more money for the schools. We need, hey, why don't we just go to all e-learning? My kids are, are doing great. They're actually learning more. I think if we had kids, mine would fail. Like my husband's really good at like math and, and different things like that. Man, I'm telling I, you what, I, I depend on the calculator. Kids, the way that it's like four plus four is eight. Show your work. And I'm like, oh, forget that show shit. your that's work. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's so I'm so, like, and our county doesn't do that shit anymore. Um, um, yeah, I know, off. just it's not <laughs> it's not far. The right, nursing but. wise, a lot of my like friends that have children that are doing the e learning, right. it is very hard on the parents. Absolutely, because now, but, not saying your kid's not worth it, because the but you're talking working all day. Who, but a the, lot of people you can't use rely that. on the public school system as a babysitter. A lot of people do. They really do, and they look uh-huh. to them to feed their children. And then, too. so when the kids aren't there, well, let's let's talk about that because now we want to talk about the healthy meals for kids. Like, but here's who my can't thing. get that at home, do you, right? Well, who's responsible? Surprised when I go in because I go speak at the schools mm-hmm. on different kinds of healthcare related things or sure. about CPR. There, there are children in this district that their family mm-hmm. does not have electricity. Right. There's some people in this county that have dirt floors. The only meal they get is the meal they get at school. Sure. And they even have like backpacks on the weekends mm-hmm. to take home. Yes. That broke my heart. It's, it's terrible. And so now it's... I'm like... Well, what are these kids doing now? Right. Well, they're, and their parents they, can't stay home because they're already well, they get doing all they can. Every Kershaw County student right now is getting the bus comes by five yeah. days a really? week. Really? Yeah. yeah. And they drive. Um, and, and God bless those bus drivers for doing that job. Bless them. And the 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 cooks, the the people who work but in, in this the kitchens. But in this day and time, could awesome. you really think that there is a household that doesn't have electricity? Uh, no, I mean, it's, we're the leading nation in the world. Sure. But this is Kershaw County in, yeah. in a in a in a poorer state. Yeah, we're we're uh, that just kills me. I was like, what yeah. do you mean? We, it is. And well, it, I have okay, to so, get my homework done so by this time because say, I don't have electricity. Here's what, you know like, what? This is a very tough subject because the education of our youth is extremely important. Extremely important, and them having proper nutrition and the proper amount of sleep. And the proper amount of exercise. Well, they're going to be taking care of us when we're in the nursing home. So important. you need to make sure well, it we're is. We're talking about these are the future leaders of right. the nation, right? So I think there's a middle ground, right? Not 100% e-learning, not 100% going to school. Not I think kids need to be getting their sleep. And there's no damn reason why I should have to wake my kids up at 430 in the morning yep. to, to get to school. Well, now, I am concerned when I look at the DHEC regulations because I have looked at those. 
about the schools reopening. I think in our state that it'll be, it will reopen in the fall, but I think you will have the option for e-learning if mm-hmm. I'm correct on that. Yeah, which is already there. You've right. already, already had the option for e-learning. The, but a lot of people just didn't take advantage of it well, because they're afraid of sports. See, you've got another issue here in, in Kershaw County. Uh, yeah, Camden, Lugoff, they're fairly, quote, cosmopolitan. Right, right. You get out towards Bethune and Cassett, there's no internet out there. Yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's, there's no infrastructure. No. A lot of the times you got to go down to the library, and there's only a handful of libraries. Um, mm-hmm. the, the one in Bethune is about as big as this room. I mean, yeah. it's pretty small. Uh yeah, I mean, most of the time you can pull up in the parking so lot because they're tough, only open a couple days a week. This is a tough thing for, for libertarians to talk about, right? Is, because if we're like, nah, fuck, shut it all down, people should be taking care of their own families. Like, dude, come on, man. This is going to create crime, oh. right? Or it's going to create haves and have-nots where the people who have not are going to want to take it from the haves. Oh. Like, this is going to create some big problems. Like, there's definitely a middle ground. This is where I'm more of a conservative libertarian. Um on some things, and I'm more of a liberal conservative um, libertarian. Uh, like, I don't want to wake my kids up at 4.30 in the morning. Why does school? Why can't school start at 10 a.m. and be over at 3 p.m.? And th- I think they could do Then they'd make it go so year-round. And here's the problem. <laughs> so Montessori goes year-round, and then right. they do have different hours like that, but they have, like, Sessions at, where we're out in, the in different that you're weeks. Have is, what about the lobby, the teachers' lobby in the state house? That's a pretty powerful thing when those teachers go and march in the state house and demand more money. Okay, but let's right? let's think about this. Are they really underpaid? That's what I'm at. Are okay. they underpaid? Well, so I, I have some friends that are teachers. Mm-hmm. When you talk about making thirty to forty thousand dollars a year, okay, that's with a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. To teach our youth. Sure. Nine months out of the year. Nine months out of the year. Right. Five how days much, a week. How, how, much, or less. how many kids are in the class? Because uh, most, most of them are guess, what is, 28 to 30, 32 kids in the class, which I think is way too much to begin with. What does a firefighter make in Kershaw County? Probably not enough. Probably not as much as a teacher. I'll say that. Really? Um. But now that I'm not saying that, that that's different, totally different careers. But the reason why you will always have teachers and you will always have firefighters is one thing. For the love of the job. They, they're passionate about mm-hmm. what they do. They want to teach and, and help these children. Firefighters do it because they want to save people's lives. And they, they have a certain set of skills that they work very hard on. Same with teachers. They have a certain set of skills Listen, that they work I'm very hard on. I'm in some of these classrooms. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it because the kids are. No, it's insane. Kids are not like it's they insane. were when we grew up. Like, if I taught that to my teacher, I knew when I, I got to, home, like, it, that was it. I went to Catholic school. But. Like, it was ridiculous. I mean, these kids will throw stuff, spit. Yeah. at crazy. I tell you what we're seeing now, though, is every kid is happier right now. Mm-hmm. They're better rested. They're healthier than they've yes. ever been. Probably. And I take my son to the gym. Whenever I go to the gym, my son goes with yeah. me. Yeah. I make them, I have time to make them breakfast in the morning. They're getting a, a, a real good breakfast, meal. Not a bowl. Right. One of my friends does tarts. homeschool. Yeah. Ashley Branham, I don't know if you know her, mm. does homeschool. She works at the hospital. I, I don't. She's super. But those kids in graduate. Eyes, but those kids, kids graduate earlier. Are great. And they have a higher GPA. 
And they're just ahead of the game. I just in don't most know cases. realistically, though. It's because they don't have the regular distractions of the social nature of going to school. They're not worried about... Oh, I think about, kids are mean. Kids are mean to each other. Like, bullying situations right, and stuff. Why? This is getting That's why more you need about the school district. Schools. About I asked Frank, Mark, Frank Morgan, why in the hell was a sports facility built first before you fixed Camden High School? Before you fixed the leaking roofs and the shitty school? Classrooms. There's a lot more than that too. What so, yeah, uh, he well, had no that. answer to it. There's no answers mm-hmm. when you ask him. Why? Why is this? There's a hallway in Lugoff Elgin. If you go down this ramp in a certain hallway, and everybody knows what I'm talking yeah. about, if you're not holding on that handrail when it's raining, you will fall on your ass and break a bone. And why not? because the, it was so leaky, that water would leak in, and it was mildewed mold, and it was nasty. And but. They got a new sign at the baseball field before they fixed it. Why in the hell are, do we have these priorities so backwards in this county? I'll tell you something about, well, that about schools here in South Carolina. Is, is The money isn't distributed equally. It's, it's all based by county sure. on how much money is coming in. Which I think Bishop is, Dor- uh, what is it, Bishop Gorman? What is that school? Uh, Dor- Dorman. Dorman? Um, that looks like a goddamn college campus. So, like, we've got there. schools all throughout South Carolina Right now, in Greenville and Charleston and Spartanburg, um, up towards Charlotte, some of the Fort mm-hmm. Mill area, Indian, Indian, Indian land. land. Yeah. These are 30, 40, 50 million dollar schools. While we're struggling down here in Lin- uh, <coughs> Camden and Lancaster just to get up to code on life safety. Mm-hmm. And in several cases, they're not even able to meet fully the code. There's not enough money here. And, uh, and I mean, I'm, I would rather abolish all government altogether. I am, I will openly say that. Yeah, he's full on anchor. Yeah, yeah. But this, I, I the was way, told that would come. Yeah, yeah. The way the the money is distributed, uh, if it's if it's going to be a state level thing, then it needs to be distributed at a state level too. Yes, because there's there are. Oh, man, there are some nasty schools here. I mean, it is yeah. bad. I there are still schools in, uh, here in South Carolina that don't have doors on the bathrooms. I remember um, sitting schools. on the uh, I mean, auditorium at Lugoff Elgin for my son's high school orientation. And I was like, this whole huge auditorium, you could smell the stink of mildew in that hole. Right. I was like, what in the fuck am I sending my son to do? Like, what am I doing here? I should just bite the bullet and pay for private school. Well, they're and, not that much better, honestly. Which, uh, I mean, it's down here at least. I mean, it's yeah, you're going to pay a lot more, and a lot of the uh, yeah, a lot of the Baptist schools are. If you look at the, the ratings, they're not oh, great. Good. They're no. not great. Okay. I mean, uh, these are tough answers. And they are, the, and the home and, rule thing, like we were talking about, the home rule, like giving the the school district control. You see how they spend money. So why would we give them even more control over the millage where they can increase our taxes? I'm not going to. That is absolutely insane. In fact, I would say the county council needs to have way more control over what the school district does. Now, I understand that's at like a state legislative level, like that can't happen. But we could have more control. If people like people freak out about the county council and what they're doing and pay no attention to what the school district is doing, you got to be crazy. You have to pay attention to what's going on at the school district. If we're going to keep running schools the way we're running them, right? Yes, they need more money. That money does not need to come from the county. The state has to distribute it. Plenty of money to build sure. these opulent 
college campus now, level. They've done upgrades. Right, they've done upgrades in schools. Look they're Elkins. all cosmetic, man. Right, it's they're, cosmetic. They're all cosmetic. It's right. paint. Look and at new look at Zimp dolls. Stadium. Right? Yeah. Do you remember what Zimp Stadium used to look like on Bull Street? It was just concrete steps with a football field in between, right. basically. Now you look at it, it looks like a damn junior college stadium, but it's built on the bones of a crumbling inside. Right? Mm-hmm. Why would Camden High School continue to use it? But they had the money to build a new football stadium, but they chose to build. Tennis courts, when they don't even get me started on the, the amount of tennis courts in the city of Camden. It's just, this is ridiculous. There's a lot of you would think this is there a fucking There are a lot, and I don't <laughs> ever see anybody playing no, on them. No, I remember when they we were playing. I thought that they said that they were going to use that for like tennis events what, to come yeah, in whatever. and different that's things. Camden's but I've not seen all anybody. The tennis no. Camden, whatever Camden spends money on, that's Camden's business. Right. That's their, they have a city budget mm-hmm. and they send their. That's cool for them. That's what they yeah, want. It's not because it's, it's the Camden. People's money doing it, right? And, and, and I, I, we, we all don't live in Camden, uh-uh. right? So maybe one day we'll have somebody from Camden come on to speak about the city, you know, budget, the the city council, how they operate and do business. I, I would imagine if the people of Camden don't like it, I would hope that they would do something about it. Uh, but maybe they've. I've like met the way, several of the Camden council. Uh-huh. Who is it? It's only three people, isn't it? No, there's one. So you got the mayor, right? She's on it. Jeffrey Graham. I don't know. Um, I don't even know who else. I I don't know. I don't I don't pay attention to how the city of Camden operates. So I don't. I haven't. I've only been to speak at one of their meetings. So mm-hmm. I don't know even how they vote or what they have. And it's to, different. Like the, you know, the city of Camden is different than the rest of the county. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's a different place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool for them. That's great. The, the, I don't really. I can't voice an opinion. I can say for me personally, I would never live in the city of. Camden city limits just because of the amount of ordinances that they have and the restrictions on things that you can do on your own property. But, um, and even, you know, Kershaw County as a whole, the amount of ordinances that they're trying to push the county county, that's why I got involved because I'm like, hold on, man, like you're going to tell me what I can put on my own property. Like what kind of structure I could put on it. You're going to tell me that if I want to build a deck, I have to go through you first to put a deck on my house that I pay for with my own money. Like, fuck that, man. Like, just as long as I'm not putting pe- other people in danger, why the hell do you have any opinion on this? So did they pass that? The, the, I'm talking about like the, um, the storage container ordinance that oh. they wanted to pass. I don't think it passed because people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is ridiculous. Right. right? So we don't live in a big homeowners association where you're going to be able to tell us what to do on right. our property. Um, and at, you know, so we're on the topic of budgets and how people spend money. Right. So, um, we have the fire service coming on coming online, uh-huh. right? Um, do you have you done any research on how this new fire service is going to be held? Uh, I know there was a twenty nine dollar tax a fee, right? A fire I, fee on every, if you don't live like the people of Lugoff, we pay our special special district fee uh-huh. to have fire service in Lugoff. So the rest of the county, and not not Camden, not Lugoff, but the rest of the county had to pay an extra twenty nine dollars. For, is that right? Am I wrong? No, no. They Maybe pay y'all? for fire for the fire service to fund the fire service. Okay, is that right? I mean, I y'all live in a county like where you haven't looked at your ours tax. Ours is all voluntary. Well, I have our taxes didn't have anything that that said anything on that. Who covers your where you live? Is that Beaver Creek Fire Department or who's or Pine Grove? Pine Grove. Pine Grove. Okay, so they're part of the Kershaw County Fire Service. Uh, I mean, 
I thought I know what I'm talking about, but I was talking about, there was a there was a, a tax. I remember increase. when it was going to council. Right. About a fire district. Right. Or so you service. know that they hired two chiefs, full time fire. They they have fire full time firefighters in uh-huh. Kershaw County now. Did you know that? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. No, so, no, I didn't know that. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So there's there's on both sides of the river. There's a chief on one side and a chief on the other. So so Lugoff has one and Lugoff has her own Camden fire department. Has one. Camden has their fire department and Kershaw County has full time firefighters. Okay. And they're trying to put more firefighters on the payroll as full time so they could have fire service, full time fire service for the rest of the county. Did you, you all didn't know anything about this? No, never. So there was a, a tax increase that was passed. It was a $29 fire fee. And right up under there in the, in the fine print, there was a 2% millage that was put in, which is that funny word again, millage. For what? Which is a tax increase to fund uh, Central Carolina Technical College. Hmm. So people got really pissed when they got their tax bills this past year. Like, what the fuck is this? It's about $28. Yeah. It's more than that because <laughs> there was a 2% yeah. millage. Uh-huh. That got snuck in there. So I would say call county council, whoever you, you know, in a county, and ask them about this. Uh, people of Kershaw County, if you don't know that you're paying for a no. full-time fire service, which I think is probably a good idea with the amount of people live, moving into this county, we probably should have more firefighters and EMS. And, and I don't know about sheriff's department. I got the numbers for their budget, which is – I was – I actually had to look and check and make sure that my Google search and I was on the right Kershaw County. I thought maybe there's another Kershaw County somewhere. Why? Because it was so low or because their it was Their so total high? expenditures is almost $6 million a year for the Sheriff's Department, right? And I was told personally, I was told wow. that since, since uh, Sheriff Lee Bowen has been on board that he's never asked for an increase on his budget. He doesn't need it. Right. You wouldn't think. <laughs> so I look back at 2018-2019 budget, and it was $5.4 million. So it's gone up by $353,000. Um, so if Sheriff Bowen hasn't asked for a tax increase, how did his Where budget did get increased? From? Is there a step? Like, is it going to increase with the cost of living every year? Is it like a percentage by Does some come from the state? How does that work? I have no idea. Um, Lee Bowen won't answer budget, any of my questions, so I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, this, this is stuff like, okay, as a person on the county council, will you hold the sheriff accountable to this? Absolutely. And you're a personal friend of his. Maybe you could just ask him, like, hey, what's the deal with your budget? Why is it $6 million? And then you have other services, like they're worried about EMS getting hurt over a million dollars. Like Scare tactic. Does he have a budget surplus? Maybe he could give some of that money back and help. The other first responders, you know, I don't know. I'm not. I I don't like to speak on this because I don't know what is going on. And yeah. this is the whole that point would, of this. That would need to be researched. You I could buy another waterfront it. park with that much money. Yeah, so, or maybe you another, know? another spec building. <laughs> there we go. Uh, maybe move the sheriff's department to the spec building. Okay. And they save a lot of money. It's already bought and paid for. Listen. <laughs> um, I, I there, that's why I wanted the whole this whole conversations need to be started about this because people elect a sheriff because he's a good looking dude and oh he's a nice guy, right? I, I've never had any problem. He's a nice guy, but they're not asking like what are his what are his goals in the future? Like how is he going to actually operate? What sort of experience does he have operating a budget of nearly six million dollars? 
That's insane, man. In in our county, I would have had no clue that it was. It's all public knowledge. All you have to do is go on the Kershaw County website and pull up the budget. Every single expenditure. I mean, I looked at like his the office supply budget for there is is almost forty thousand dollars a year. They have a, a cell phone budget that's like forty five thousand dollars a year. And I'm like, my goodness, man! How many people have fucking cell phones yeah, that you're paying for? I think we need to get Bone on the show. I would love to have him on here. Maybe he'll come. Maybe when um, Mr. Jones comes. Well, we'll see. I, I bet Mr. Jones will be here before the sheriff. I'll tell you that. No, I'd be willing anyway. to bet a lot of money. <laughs> what is your vision when you're elected? Mm-hmm. How my, do you want to? How do you want to do these things? My vision is to let the people have a voice, just like you okay. said. Mm-hmm. People need to know if there's a. Two percent millage increase. Right. Right. People need to be informed and people need to have input about what's going on. Right. How are you gonna go do about doing that? By coming on shows like this. All right. There you go. <laughs> and answering my phone mm-hmm. and taking phone calls and answering questions when people ask me. Yeah. And also ask them questions. Yeah. Obviously I need to do a little research. Yeah, that's that's the point. People need to be more involved in what's going on in this county because this will directly affect your paycheck and how you can provide for your family. This is extremely important. The amount of money that's being dealt with here is not pennies. It's not a small budget anymore. You might think, oh, we're a small town, small county. Surely they're not spending that. Believe me, there's a lot of money out there being tossed around like it's nothing, and it's coming out of your pockets. Mm Mm-hmm. It's coming out of all of our pockets. And I pockets. think people just need to be more involved. Right. And and when you look at the county council meetings and you see there's a five people sitting in the audience and going to ask questions. And then they just... It's and typically it, the same people. Now, same let people. me just tell you this. I will tell you this. This burns me up. Because I've spoken at public session, like for the helicopter bill. Mm-hmm. So... They, if you watch it, they don't even look at these people. No, they like, just completely ignore I don't ignore care them. if you don't care what they're saying, if you don't care what they have to say. Yeah. At least give them the common yeah. courtesy to not be For looking Burns, behind you Julian Burns all looks like over. he's up there playing fucking Scrabble or something. Like he's doing and some And not even look at the people. Like he's doing a crossword puzzle or something. I don't know. Because... He already has his agenda set of what he wants to do. He already has people who he knows are going to vote in the way he wants. And he doesn't give a shit what anybody says. He doesn't well, What I say? I'm going to be April. There you go. That's great. And Russell Brazel, if you're listening or if you know Russell Brazel, please tell him to come on this show and speak his mind. We'll ask him the same exact questions if we want to. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? We'll get to know you. Let the people get to know who you are. And, I mean, I'll tell you honestly, man, from what I'm hearing of people who know this guy, who grew up with him, he's not a fucking cool guy. He's not somebody I would want to be friends with personally. And maybe I'm strange. I'll admit that I am strange. I'm a little bit out there, man. I'm hard to make friends with. But, dude, come speak for yourself. That's it. Quit having these secret lunches with Julian Burns. I mean, dude, it's a small county. People know they're going to see you out there. You can try to hide it as much as you want, but people know. And I'll be, to be honest, April, before the show started, she said that she didn't want to talk about her opponent. 
She didn't want to bash him, and she doesn't want to say anything bad about him, which is honorable. I get it. You want to run on on the merit of your words. Just me. That's awesome. Nothing to do with it. That's great. So you're not sending people direct messages on Facebook Messenger saying you're gonna dox you're them. gonna rat them out and dox them, or you're gonna no. maybe send veiled threats to anybody. Because when I sent you a message the first time, you answered immediately. Yes. You answered my questions, even they seemed kind of off the wall, right? Mm-hmm. But that was all for. I said a, I was gonna vote for Matt. There you go. So that won me over right there. (laughs) That immediately got me to realize that you don't know what you're talking about. I know, right? (laughs) And I was like, what, I can have a sense of humor, too. (laughs) Right. I think we got to continue this conversation, people. We have to keep an open dialogue. Stop getting your feelings hurt so quickly. And let's talk about it. Come to the Facebook page, Vote Matt, or the What's Going On pages, even. Keep questioning these people. Keep on them. Keep the pressure up because I can feel it. The pressure's getting turned up on these people in county council. The pressure's getting turned up on the sheriff, and you can see how they react. They don't like it. So what does that tell you? Maybe they have something to hide. Maybe they don't want to talk about what they want to do. Maybe. I don't know. Let's hear what you have to say about it. Do you have anything to say in closing, April? Yeah. Thank you for having me. It has been wonderful. You're welcome. Is it as scary as you thought it was going to be? No. I think I might have scared you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we look forward to uh, April 6th or uh, June 6th. June 6th 6th is our meet and greet. And Mm -hmm. then go vote June 9th. June 9th. All right. At any local polling place. They're all going to be open, right? There's nothing going to be shut down for some. Okay. Are you going to have to wear a mask when you go vote? Do you know that? I don't know that. Yeah. They haven't said that. You might want to have one in your pocket just in case. Just in case. They might be out there. The it could happen. You going to wear your mask? <laughs> I'm probably the worst at that. No comment. No comment. You, you ain't scared of no virus, right? <laughs> no comment. All right, folks, remember, please open your minds. Don't trust the government. And don't forget that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks.